fucking Project Diva for this? <laughs> is that fucking W? What? Is is that? No, Project, no, no. Okay. no. Okay, I'm gonna get to Head that. Headpat Simulator. No, I'm talking about uh, the Hatsune Miku game for the PS4. Project Diva X just yeah. uh, came out. No, is was and that W? That. What? No, this is not W. I'm gonna tell you about that later. <laughs> All right. Well, quit talking about your fucking shitty weeb game. <laughs> I'm I am playing my shitty weeb game. Jake, Project Diva games are beautiful. They're like the most anime bullshit that I've ever fucking seen in my entire <laughs> life. Yeah, I know. I love have Project you... Diva. I'm just giving you shit. I'll say, have you gotten any chance to check out uh, Voice? Uh, yeah, I did actually check that out. It's actually pretty pretty legit for a free phone game. Mm-hmm. It's it's like yeah. the sequel to uh, that. Uh, what's that name of the thing with the weird black creature that's like lanky and looks like Slenderman kind of, but it oh, has God. a piano yeah. on it. It's a, it's uh... another phone rhythm game. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, whatever. It's like the sequel to that kind of. Oh, Demo. Yeah, Demo. That one. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. It's pretty good though. But no, Project Diva is so colorful. And Jake, I unlocked this outfit for Miku, where she has glasses on and she has these thigh highs and Ooh. she looks like a cute little schoolgirl. Ooh, I I do and like some Megane and thigh highs are actually the best. I know, right? It's true. Those Does games, she have those twin tails? She always has those twin tails, except when she doesn't. You're right. Except she has, well, she has them, except version. when she doesn't. Do you know Hatsune Miku? <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck. I forgot about that. <laughs> I, want, I want some Pizza Hut now. <laughs> uh, no, it was, it was Domino's, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, was it Domino's? I think it was Domino's. It might have been Domino's. I forgot. I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, well, welcome to Otaku Fight Night Round 3. The number of two. fucks that I hit. Shit! No, <laughs> Two! <laughs> The episode gonna... where Quentin seemed, seemed to have trouble between no, with numbers one through three, w- especially in sequential <laughs> one, order. Three, God three, sir. I was gonna say how Pick many. Number fucks three, I, my lord. I was gonna say how many fucks I don't give a shit about what Kyle has to say for the next couple of hours. How many fucks I don't oh, give wow. a shit. <laughs> why? Why me specifically? <laughs> because I don't care about anything you have to say. You have a problem with that? I mean, I could have a problem with that. I might have really important things to All say. All right, round two. Here we are. So who wants to who yep. wants to start with their week? Well, it sounds like Vicky's about I'll to be it. arrested. So <laughs> yeah, know, Vicky, right? you better go before they get you. <laughs> so, Vicky, hurry up, you know. <laughs> so I really didn't watch any anime except for Tatami Galaxy and JoJo and Magical Boys, but I did finally catch up to the JoJo manga. Yatta. I know, I know. It was good shit. I'm really hyped to be finally caught up and, like, know everything about JoJo that everybody else knows. Um, and Jobin is not best boy. Whoa, whoa, Vicky, <laughs> let's not get into this right now, because you're wrong. Jobin is the best. No, no, it's definitely Joseph Fumi. Okay, like Joseph Fumi like... is a close second. I okay, like Jobin's well... little, uh, spikes on his hair. I know, right? Studs. It looks so cool. His, his fucking Hot Topic studs, yeah. He, he, he no. looks like such a cool guy, and he's like, and he's he's a dad, he's responsible, so he doesn't like, he doesn't look like that just because he's some kind of freako rebel. No, he's he's a good guy, and he has Jake. a dope beetle collection. Jake, I'm upset because I think I got part seven spoiled for me. Oh, I'm not no. going to say what, obviously. Oh, no. Message I got, it to me. I got, a, I got a very small thing Maybe it was small. I don't really know, actually. Just message it to me privately. I want to know Vicky, what it is. Vicky, is your fucking apartment on fire? You <laughs> <laughs> knew this was going to be a problem. This might have been a problem, Quentin. Just no, ignore just... it. Just gotta ignore no, it. No, I know. It's easy to edit out, but I'm not editing out those ones. 
<laughs> God. Um, oh, and then Bleach ended. Yeah, no. Thank, okay, no. I legitimately, God. I want you to tell me about that. And I want... I, that's what I want. I want you to tell me about it. You want me to tell you about Bleach? Okay, so Bleach ended. I was I read it. Uh, it was a thing. Like, okay, so three episode, three chapters before the end, Ichigo, like, whips out the surprise attack on the villain and, like, slashes at him and he falls down and you go... And it's just one of those things where you assume that the villain will have some riposte to that and it'll come back and it won't be beaten. But then suddenly it flashes forward, like, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven years. And okay, I have a question. And suddenly... What? Is, is the villain still Aizen? No. I don't know what happened to him. I, I dropped off a bleach so, like fucking so Aizen, ago. So Aizen got captured and was in, like, this, like, straitjacket throne thing in, like, the basement of the world of, of the Shinigami, the Soul Society. And, uh, they whipped, they pulled him out just to help beat this bad guy because apparently I, they captured Aizen, but he still has enough power in, like, his, like, unshackled pinky that he can defeat this guy. I don't know. Anyway, so they, like, defeat him and... Then it flashes forward like 10 years and suddenly everyone's like happy and Ichigo and Orihime have kids and Rukia and Renji have kids and, or a kid each, I guess. And then both the kids are Shinigami and then that's the end. And Orihime was just a housewife and Rukia was a captain and everyone was like, what the fuck? Ichigo and Rukia were totally going to bang, but I guess not. There's like five things wrong with this. One of them was Ichigo and Rukia should have banged. End of story. Well, they didn't. I'm upset about that, but no, like I can't. I can't believe that Bleach had a fucking Naruto ending. Yep, Bleach. Yeah, had pretty a Naruto much. Ending. I can. I I can. It was exact. It's the whole series was this following the same trope that that Dragon Ball Z that that Akira Toriyama set up with Dragon Ball Z. Okay, but like well, Dragon Ball Z didn't really have a stupid Naruto ending though. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's the thing. Dragon Ball Z just set up this formula of. You have these powerful guys, then somebody shows up and beats them, so they all go train for a while and they come back and beat that bad That's guy. That's the shonen formula. <laughs> well, yeah, but but I feel like I feel like with other ones, there's there's some diversity there. There's a bit of mix where um, occasionally you'll have somebody show up that can't be beaten, and then but then is overcome by other some some means or some means a spirit or something else. Like you know, for instance, looking at JoJo, there's been several forms that like like someone's been beaten, or sometimes where like they aren't really beaten, like something else. Like saves the day. See, but, but, Jojo does but, it differently. But, but like, Araki was smart because he he was like, okay, I want this to be long running, but I'm gonna be smart about this. I'm gonna break it into parts so I can continually have new villains and new characters and not have this tired old thing that's extending for like twenty fucking years. Well, let me let me tell you a thing about how it still felt tired and old to me <laughs> after like the second season of it Whoa. that being said i haven't actually read bleach so i don't know if oh the manga's oh i thought you meant jojo i thought you were talking about jojo i was like devin oh no no talk about bleach. i was about to cry devin i was like devin sorry. what the fuck sorry for i thought no i know i was just talking about in terms of like trying to like you're bringing it back to be like hey look this person though is trying to keep it fresh and it's like yeah but these other people aren't like yeah i don't know I after, after was, Hueco was, Mundo was kind of was it Hueco Mundo before or after eisen I don't know. Whichever one of those came second after that, it was like... Wikimundo was after Aizen, I'm fairly certain. I think it was, too. I'm pretty sure. I um, literally don't know enough about Bleach to make any sort of comment. I just know that everybody's a Quincy. Including... <laughs> Ichigo is literally one of everything. If it exists in the Bleach world, Ichigo is part it. Even if it probably doesn't make sense. A spoiler warning. We just... I just spoiled the end of Bleach. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Oh, if, you know, any, if one... anybody cared, they should have skipped ahead because literally we were talking about the end of Bleach, so I guess you're right. 
in my mind, in my mind, Bleach ended like ten years ago. I don't even know if it's when it, it started. But did you guys? Like did you guys see that video that made the rounds? No, I have not seen that video. They made the rounds. I kind of had this in the news segment. The entirety of the Bleach ending. Uh, I had the, this video that was making the rounds about like the downfall of Bleach, and it was talking about like how him and his editor had this like toxic relationship, and how. Oh, God. Bleach slowly over time started getting less and less votes, and his art went downhill from like so and so onward. I mean, I would disagree. I think Bleach's art stayed solid the entire time. Uh, he had like direct comparisons, and you, it, it definitely goes downhill. But, but Vicky, the heart, the heart, <laughs> the that heart. panel. I haven't the fucking read like a page of Bleach, but that. Yeah, oh, I know, I mean, right? Okay, well, if you consider that, then that's... Be- but, I mean, I don't know. I feel like... I don't know. I guess I've seen worse. I, I feel like it's... I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, I'm... It obviously wasn't so bad that they... That the people for publishing it were looked at it and were like, no, 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 no. We can't do this. So, like, it wasn't going to be bad. It's... I don't know. I guess I just think it's sad to hear that. Because, like, it's, I, I don't have an interest in Bleach. But that doesn't mean I think nobody can have an interest in Bleach. And I guess it's just sad to hear that there was such a toxic relationship behind the scenes of... Yeah, that is depressing. Yeah, the... Vicky, the point was not that the art is bad. It's that it slowly degraded significantly over time. But yeah, there was there was like a bunch of bullshit behind the scenes apparently, and that video goes over all of it. It's like the it's like, man, what was the title of the video? It was like the the downfall of Bleach or the the fall of Bleach or something. I have no idea. I think it, <laughs> I just went to the link for it and it got taken down. Oh my god. Maybe it was all lies. Did Shonen Jump Maybe get really mad at lies. that video and be like no? You can't. Speaking of Shonen Jump, can I bring up my piece of news I was going to bring up? Uh, hold on, Vicky. Are We're you, still on are, Vicky, are you week. done with your week? Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Devin, go. All right. Um, just to start off my week, because I saw, I just, I saw this one to share it up. Uh, so apparently Shonen Jump had a poll, and they had a poll weirdly for worst heroines. Guess who? Yeah, won? I know, right? I saw that. The one who, <laughs> who? The, the person who won the mo- the worst heroine was the main girl uh, in My Hero Academia. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I saw that. Uh, that fucking oh, pissed me off. Really? Yeah, could they have? Sh- yeah, could yeah. they have any shittier Ura- taste? <laughs> Uraraka Ochako uh, is the main care- the main heroine of the brown uh, My Hero girl Academia. With the pink and white. Yeah, the person uh-huh. yeah. the person who should have won that was f- should have been fucking Sakura from Naruto. <laughs> oh my god! See, here's here's the thing. I feel like, in itself, just the embodiment, the fact that there was a worst heroine poll <laughs> is kind of not a good idea. You know what? I think it's already, like, not I never realized good. how bad that is. Okay, to be, yeah. okay, to be fair, well, like, you could easily have a worst, like, hero poll, too. No, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, that's I'm not the saying. Thing. That's, that's the thing. You're saying, yeah, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just saying... It's already a bad idea. It just, it just, I'm, all I'm saying is have... it just sounds indicative of how bad female characters can be in <laughs> in anime and manga See what sometimes. It's, but it, but it sounds like, like. No, it's more like let's just like fucking pick a worse girl because we can't come up with any other decent poll. Yeah, like really, so we have to like pick which woman we hate the most. Right? I don't like, know. I don't know. I yeah. think I think shitting on people's character taste is pretty funny. No, it's great. It's I mean, my favorite it pastime. Like, the results are hilarious, but at the same time, like the fact that the poll exists is like a little problematic. Like, yeah, it's funny, yeah. but it's also kind of problematic. Yeah. Well, this this thing is, I'm I just seeing it. I was like, I feel like I can see why Shonen Jump was like, yeah, this will be good because like it it, it was gonna get attention, especially you know, 
um, somebody winning, quote unquote, you know, the poll is going to cause a lot of people to be upset and then start like writing comments or trying to reply to it and then such and then garner attention to the poll. And um, so I get why they did it, but I don't think it was a good move. Basically clickbait. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's. I like that. I think those kinds of lists are hilarious. It's not any worse than the best like boy or best girl lists, which yeah, fucking Kirito no is somehow yeah. still least, on them. At least, at least when you're saying best, when you're saying this is the best, like even it, with even whoever's even the person on the lowest part of the best list was somebody's favorite, and you're and you're like yeah, like even if you're doing well, like you wanted them to do well, and like you you like that character. Whereas on the worst list, you're just looking at all these people that apparently people hate or don't like, like you know think or think are terrible or bad in some way, and you get to see who people think is the worst. Like that's yeah, there's nothing wrong like with that because some people worst. are terrible and should be the worst. <laughs> But it's it's different. I feel like it's different. I guess it I guess it depends because it's different to criticize characters based on, I guess in the context of the, in the context of the show or or in the in the context of the fiction that they exist in. It's I think it's okay to start criticizing characters, especially how they're portrayed or how like certain things might react like react around them, like or how they might react to things or what they could do. But to just simply say compared to all these other works of fiction characters or all these other characters are like you know this person's the worst. Like, I mean, I mean uh, it's a little... That doesn't seem any hyperbolic. different to me from saying this person is the best out of all of these girls or all of these guys. It's To me, it seems the same. So, Devin, you can fuck right off back to your <laughs> PC hug box. Go whine about it on your Tumblr. <laughs> no, your it's PC not. PC hug box. Jake. Jake, <laughs> calm the fuck down. Look, okay, no, Devin, I, I think... I think oh, yeah. I get what you're saying. It sounds a little hyperbolic, but at the same time, I do think it's it's a pretty decent thing to be able to discuss what people think are bad characters so that we can look at those characters, mm-hmm. understand why they're bad, and not do that again. Okay, yeah, except I since fans okay, voting for, like, girls but... ever, like, indicative of any sort of, like, higher thought process. I don't know. So- I don't know. Oh, soccer like was on there, so. Oh, she's ugly. Oh. Like, fucking. <laughs> Whoa! Hold on. That girl at the top is pretty cute. The, what I'm trying to say to you, Quentin, <laughs> is that you're trying to tell me that, like, people who, like, vote for these stupid polls are, like, putting any sort of higher thought process into which girl they do or don't like. They but really it's very aren't. obviously, like, I do or don't like her tits. Like, that's all it is. Hold like, on. That seems very, like, you're putting words in people's mouths, Vicky. Also, like, Vicky, the girl at the top of the list has pretty big tits, okay? So I feel like that's generalizing. Yeah, no, God. I feel like a large portion I mean, of these polls is not only looks, but personality and how a certain character acts. Based upon know, how fuckable I, I she know. is, probably? <laughs> probably. Was, say, is, yeah, was I what I was trying to get at, really, by saying tits is just, like, how fuckable she is, but, like, I was trying to make it, like, ever so slightly more tactful, but, like, not a lot. I don't know. No tact here, Vicky. Okay, well, I said what I meant, so fight. I mean, I and I I agree with Vicky, and in general, I feel like the idea of the poll is bad at all. I'm just I was just also I guess on a side thing, because um, earlier I thought we were kind of all agreeing on that that it was kind of a bad call to do like a worst heroine thing for like I don't know similar to those reasons as far as like people not putting up that kind of thought, but also because of how I guess problematic it is to start like to have a poll being like. Let's just drag these female characters, these female protagonists, I mean, you know. To be for fair, like, to be fair, I do still think it's funny. It's problematic, but I'm still laughing at yeah, it. Like well, it's still fucking funny. But would it be problematic mm-hmm. if they did the best 
like worst boy character like i mean no because I, we live I in a patriarchal be... society quentin oh my Not japan welcome, welcome to the welcome to the tumblr cast everyone <laughs> this, this was a japanese pool i know it is they're even worse than we are in america yeah they are no, i don't yeah, even know why i'm arguing yeah. that yeah. <laughs> no, it's, like, it's, <laughs> no okay i just jesus yeah, christ I don't know. I, this is a non-issue anyway, i don't okay, know why we're, we're gonna, still arguing okay, we're gonna, about gonna, it we're gonna move oh, so De- devin finished? what else did you do with your week just yeah, right Devin. Now, what else did you do? Uh, yeah, no, I want to bring I want to bring up more of my week, um, because I think we're just gonna keep talking in circles. Uh, so I watched more Pokemon. Good, good. That's always um, good. Almost done. Uh, I, Ash has almost won the Indigo Plateau because people stopped subbing the series, like after episode like thirty something. So Satoshi is gonna take a bench until. Uh, any more Japanese subs come out? I guess for Man, that. Man, we're gonna talk more about Pokemon when we get to my week. <laughs> so, so let's. Uh, what else? What else did you do? And this is probably gonna excite some of you. I think it's gonna disappoint Vicky, um, just because I guess then she's. I, actually, I don't know if anybody else is. Uh, oh, I fucking know what you're gonna say. I want to know. So I, <laughs> I've watched all of the current Steven Universe episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really like the show. I really think you should watch it, Vicky. But I'm I know, still completely you, on the I fence. Move into my new apartment with my the new show's roommate. damn good. It seems See, really it's okay. Super, it's a really good show. I really like the characters, the designs. I like how I like how I like how real everything seems, and how people, the characters in the, in the show, react to things in ways that both contribute to make things entertaining, but also are actually. I don't know, I guess feel real in a sense. Like, they don't just, like, wash over things or kind of brush things off. They address a lot of things that you, I guess, expect similar shows to just kind of forget it's about. It's a very emotional and dramatic children's show. <laughs> yeah, yeah there, you get yeah. a lot of points later on where I just watch an episode, and at the end, I just have to take a breather and be like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Also, the music that, is amazing. That was fucking oh, yeah, intense. From what I've noticed, the music is yeah, good. But, like, all of these good things, I'm still not very far in, so I'm not seeing them yet, so I'm just kind of bored. Look, I... Don't I worry, don't Jake, where, you'll get there. I, what, like, Jake, I don't know where you're at in the show, but, like, like episode four, I was hooked. I, I, I don't know what to sell you. Well, like, okay, to be fair, Devin, I think for most people, it starts to get hooking around when Lapis comes in. Yeah, I almost quit at around episode 20 when I was first watching it, but I was like, eh, fuck it, it's short, I got nothing better to do with my time, might as well just continue it, and then got to, like, the 30s or something, and I was like, okay, this is starting like, to get like really fucking good. Like, you have to admit good. before that, it's, I guess, like, kind of just antics. You see, I guess what you, I guess it depends what you go in for, because, yeah, it is, it is a lot, things feel a lot more disconnected early on, but I guess I went in without expectations, I just kind of went in being like, I've heard this is good. I've kind of heard of the music, so I know it's good. I'm just gonna just, just watch this, and well, that, that, that's it, fine. You can turn you can like, you can turn your good. brain off and enjoy it. But I went in inspecting, like, <laughs> man, I heard this show has really good lore, and they kind of don't dive... even have to turn you don't Wait. have to turn your brain well, off. Let's let's think, Jake. Uh, Jake, the thing is, if you turn your brain off at the beginning, I feel like that's you're bad gonna miss a lot. Stuff's gonna happen. There's there's yeah, stuff that you don't there's stuff and... that you don't realize is important that's gonna be important. Like, okay, it's not that when I, I say when off, I say turn I your it's brain that... off, I mean you're just sitting down with no expectations, going in like 
a blank slate. Just well, I imagine you sitting there, slack jawed, well, staring at the screen. Going in with no expectations <laughs> is ideal because then you don't. Then you are you're open to whatever the fuck it's gonna be. I don't know what you're talking about, Jake. That's me every time I watch I, a show. Well, J- J- Jake, here's yeah. the thing. I knew that I knew that there was gonna be. You're lore, doing it wrong. But I also you need knew to. That, but I also knew that you need to set. <laughs> can I finish my sentence? Fine. Oh my god, <laughs> Devin, go. <laughs> So, I was like, I knew this was going to be lower, but I also knew each episode was going to be 10 minutes long, and I figured they weren't going to pack a ton of thing, a ton of information per episode, so that we'd probably only see a little bit per episode, and it'd probably mostly just kind of be other content. It's true. Like, and I think I was pretty accurate about that. Okay, in, well, like, that's fine, but you're all still wrong about not having expectations when you're going into a show, because you need to set a bar of what you expect when you're going into a show, so that way... You can judge it whether or not it exceeds, meets, or falls below those expectations. And yeah, if it exceeds like your expectations, any... it's a good show. Yeah, just like how anybody okay. who's listening to this should probably put their bar really low if they go to watch Evangelion. <laughs> oh my god. My, my no, expectations. I thought, you, like, I thought you were saying I thought you were saying if they're gonna continue listening. Quentin, I know you love Evangelion, so using it to like try to trigger me is not gonna is not going to get a reaction out of me anymore. Oh, speaking of Trigger, here's the thing. Did you see how Studio Trigger did a fucking Steven Universe episode? Okay, you know what? That, yeah. I was going to say, let's wait for the news, but we're talking about Steven Universe. So, yes, I did see that. I didn't see I, the scene, I, I actually, but I know that it happened. I actually had two two pieces of news related to that. Like, apparently, apparently anime studios are doing cool shit with cartoons lately. Yeah. Did you guys yeah. also see that g- Gumball episode? I didn't see the episode, but I saw oh, that. Oh, yeah, no. It was fucking beautiful. Yeah, I saw that scene. Because that was a really good fight scene. What the fuck, man? Oh, we're just like back to the days of like the boondocks. I think Studio 4C also did animation for the boondocks. It was either that or production IG. Um, yeah, one of I those sounds right. Boondocks. A lot of anime studios kind of do stuff for American cartoons without people realizing it. I was I was just gonna say to address the whole expectation things. I guess I agree. I I will say I agree that it's good to have some kind of expectation going into something because you don't want to just go in blind and just like accept something that's mediocre and that you don't really want to put your time and effort into. I've definitely been through instances where I sat down to watch an anime. An episode like four or five in, I'm sitting here like, what am I even getting but out of the show right now? You can you can right determine now? that without having um, set expectations beforehand. Like you guys what? are being ridiculous about this. No, no, you, well, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, you can. But here's here's the thing. I was gonna say on the flip side of setting even small expectations, I couldn't enjoy my hero academia <laughs> else could because of expectations. I knew this was going. <laughs> When, when whenever I watch a show, my expectations are: yeah, is it like going the only to entertain me? You have ever. Yeah, like, I think those are good expectations. Because like, that's all. That's all any of this is for, really. I mean, is to entertain people. I don't go in to compare it to something else, or to be like, "This is going to be the best anime ever." This is going to be the worst anime ever, or to be like, "I'm going to have a life-changing thought process about this." It's just, is this going to entertain me? While I don't have to work at my job and hate my you life. See, uh, okay, Kyle. <laughs> you see, maybe I'm really weird, but whenever I watch something, I usually have expectations, but then I form my own thoughts from watching it, and then I just compare them to the expectations that I heard I mean, and had. It's it's That's fine fair. to have expectations. I'm not saying you can't, but, but like I don't, if you I don't, if you go I, into a show blind, like you shouldn't just randomly make up like arbitrary expectations if you know nothing yeah. about what you're about to watch. Yeah, all I'm saying is I just somehow I don't end up letting those expectations affect how I feel about the show. Maybe oh, I'm just I weird, let though. Mm. no that you need to let them affect how you feel about the show because if oh my God. let's say <laughs> let's say that 
all of your friends are saying the show is really good and they're super hyped about it and you should check it out. So you trust your friends. You're going to set your expectations high. So you and should get hype about it too so that you can enjoy it with your friends and yeah, not be and an Yeah, and then if you watch it, and if, then if it doesn't meet that expectation, not only is the show ruined for you, it ruins your friends because <laughs> you <laughs> realize that they have shit taste and you can't trust anything they say. Is this about Steven Universe? <laughs> it's got... It's good dark. <laughs> I was gonna say. So, so Jake, what you're suggesting is that I should just embrace my madness of My Hero Academia and just consider it a bad show, or at least not that great. Yeah, that's exactly and, what you should do. And just basically, <laughs> basically, none of us should watch Evangelion if we haven't seen it already because we're gonna hate Jake. Basically, by the basically don't, basically don't trust your friends' recommendations. Just you know, don't, don't. Like have expectations, um, but they'll but they'll probably fall no. Flat, you can trust you know? your friends' expectations, but you better hope the show meets those expectations. <laughs> Jake, what expectations <laughs> would you give people to watch Lane? <laughs> well, I would see, tell them see, to be in for one of the best shows that they have ever seen. But if and if they right. don't and if they don't get it, then they're a fucking idiot, and I don't want to talk to them anyways. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm just, I, I, I feel like it just is more of a difference in, I guess, how we enjoy and, like, watch things than any kind of wrong or right way to go into No, Jake's wrong. No, it's a, like, you can't say he's wrong. It's totally subjective. <laughs> no, 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 I'm pretty sure it's fact. <laughs> Holy no. shit. Okay, you know what? <laughs> Fine. You're both factually correct. That makes sense. <laughs> Devin, what else did you do with your week? I mean, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Is that pretty much it? Oh, it's a Tom- I mean, it's a Tommy Galaxy, but like, well, oh, yeah, that's we're a given. Talk- I played- we're gonna talk about that later. Played Monster Hunter. Oh, you played Monster Hunter? Why didn't yeah. you fucking tell me? I- it was at weird hours when I had like a little bit of free time, and I was able to do like one hunt. Uh, oh, speaking of Monster Hunter, that anime is airing next season. Oh god, I'm so Just excited! Just blow your whole load of news in the in the week section. That's not even that wasn't even on the news docket. <laughs> wasn't it? I thought Fucking it was. deal with it. I just I just wanted to mention it. No, I'm pretty sure that, I'm pretty sure that the Monster Hunter anime is also going to be 48 episodes. So that's what? pretty nifty. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I'm pretty hyped about it. We can't get 48 episodes for Diamond is Unbreakable, but we're getting 48 for Monster Hunter. Diamond is Unbreakable uh. is getting 39, and I. Think, I thought that was fine, right? Oh my god, they have so much shit to cover. Vicky, they do. you understand. They're gonna get through it. They'll get through they it. They do, they have a lot of shit to cover. I mean, Nikitaka still has not appeared, and I'm really Oh my god, I'm, I'm so excited for The next, the next Rohan Nikitaka. adventure. Um, Look, the fucking, the mother, fucking, um... Motherfucking Highway Star? Is that, um... Is that the one in the, the, the tower? No, that's not the tower. Highway Star is the motorcycle. I don't fucking remember. It's been too long since. Oh I my god! It's like the hypest thing ever, and Diamond is unbreakable. It's so good. Oh, well. well, now I'm excited. How did Monster Hunter get fucking 48 episodes, but Berserk only? <laughs> Quentin, we've been over this. It's because Berserk is really, really bad, and you're in denial. No, Jake, I'm not. The, the last episode. episode. Fuck off. The last episode of Berserk was really cool. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it's starting to get really well done and adapted pretty well. Yeah, Kyle has my back. I'll support Berserk now. I wasn't going to support it during episode one, but I'll totally support Berserk now. Yeah, see? Jake, fuck you. You have shit opinions. Kyle, since you're talking, how's your week? Oh, my my week was all right. The big thing that I did was uh, caught up on the D. Grayman manga. Finally, after I don't know how many years. That is the most surprising thing I've heard all day. (laughs) 
Yeah, that somebody caught up on the D. Grayman manga. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that... Okay, is this is this surprising? It gets really bad. I no, not really. Actually, <laughs> did like, you did you do the... it to watch the anime that's airing? No, I did it because like I used to read the manga, and I was like, I could just watch it, but fuck it, I'll just go ahead and read it. If I feel like watching it afterwards, I'll probably watch it. I. Uh, but I don't know for certain if I want to watch it now because of just how horrible the story went. Man, I thought you were doing it for the noble goal of seeing how good that anime is going to be. I mean, I could still do that. I can watch it and then report heard, back next time. I heard from some very subjective sources that the manga and anime both kind of peter out. Sounds about like, right. The manga, the art quality just gets really bad. The story just gets even worse in the art, surprisingly. And they just keep doing, like, random plot holes and introducing characters that do not need to be introduced and just ruins everything that the series was originally. There's one big plot twist in one of the most recent chapters that I was like, that is the ultimate bullshit plot twist I've ever heard, and it's about the Millennium Earl and his backstory. I thought you were going to say the Millennium Earl. say the Millennium He's Santa Claus. <laughs> The millennium puzzle yep that's what i thought he was gonna <laughs> yeah. say too i was like whoa we're talking about Yu-Gi-Oh now what's going on let's not talk about you let's, <laughs> let's all Yu-Gi-Oh cast not. let's why go not? What? can we yeah, let's move away guess. from this high school anime <laughs> bullshit kyle what else did you do with your week besides fucking read shitty manga well i played overwatch for the first time ever oh my god how do you like it it's so good okay hold I mean, on this is really important who's the best girl Oh my god. <laughs> this is an important question. Kyle, no pressure, but I might no judge you. No pressure, but Zarya is the right choice. God. I mean, I won't even go on about that. <laughs> you know Zarya's <laughs> great, but she's not the best. From from my experience of playing the game and how I feel the characters look aesthetically and their fighting styles, I'm probably going to have to go with uh, D.Va being best girl. Yeah. Oh my god, you basic bitch. D.Va a cutie. <laughs> What do you mean, basic bitch? Okay, if he was a basic bitch, he would like fucking tracer. No, uh, maybe, but like it's in terms of basic bitch, like taste in Overwatch girls, it's tracer. Then right behind her is Diva. Whatever. May is like I arguably I, more popular. Well, yeah, I mean I that's because May is all over the place. I love how I love May how is good too. May is good too. I love how basic is the same as popularity. So basically, you're all just trying to be uh, the you're trying to go with the least popular choice. Trying to, trying be trying to be yeah, you're trying to be the most hipster. Should be the most okay, Kyle. of them all. How about yeah. this? Who's best boy? <laughs> Ooh. Oh man, that's a little tougher. I'm probably gonna have to go with Reinhardt. Okay, you know what? It's pretty all right. good choice. You know what? I can respect that. But like, no, it's obviously sa- Reaper. Same category of... <laughs> oh my god, place- Quentin. <laughs> don't even joke. <laughs> what do you mean? I like Reaper. <laughs> What's your fucking battle net? Like, Lord of Darkness 1990? <laughs> Jake, I'm not the person who literally has the gamer tag Black Dragon or Dark Demon... Was it Demon Lord? Oh, my fucking... Okay, so Demon Blade was like a Demon moniker. Blade. Yeah, fucking you know Demon. I am don't honored. even talk anymore. I don't even use that moniker anymore. Like that was from like middle school up until early college. Jesus Christ! Up until early college. Yeah, Carl, you, you, Jake, you're still in college. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay, you're just out of college. You're right. But <laughs> early college was like 2010. 
Hey, hey, let's not judge judge each other on I've usernames moved on to a much and better... old usernames. No, Secret, no, we're not. I've moved on to a but much better username, Quentin. I rotate Wait, what? I rotate between either Fluid Druid or Spooky Scary Skeleton. Fluid or some druid. variation so of quick, that. Everybody, so now you're everybody, a fucking every time a new. It's true. Hey, no, remember I was. I was on fucking Ethan and Ela. I have become a living meme. I'm allowed to be a meme now. You've become a living meme. All right, fine, fine. <laughs> anyway, you're all wrong. There's no good boys in Overwatch. Whoa, what? whoa, you shut the Mickey, fuck up. You of all people should be supporting Reinhardt. Reinhardt? Yeah, what the no. hell? Fucking, I've seen so did many. Do you, that you I'm see just how like... rugged McCree is? He's a fucking cowboy. I hate cowboys. Okay, hold on. The cowboy stick is funny when it's ironic. No, I fucking hate cowboys. I hate all his fucking belt how buckles. Do you, okay, says honestly, bam. Vicky, how do you not? Wait, like I lied. I lied. I do like um, what's his face, the robot Zen master. Oh, Zenyatta. Zenyatta? Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, Zenyatta. Why do you cool. not like Vicky? You like Baras. Why don't you like Reinhardt? Yeah, I don't. I think I've seen all the Overwatch guys, and I don't. They're none of them are like good. Reinhardt's like okay. a huge buff old man. Yeah, keyword what? old. What, Whoa, you want ageism. Skirt, would you support him then? Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Fine, I'm looking him up right now, and I'll tell you how bad he is. Reinhardt. Fine, Kyle, go I'm, on with your week. As I, I'm, I'm just sitting here, unfamiliar with the names and fo- and images of these characters, and just kind of listening to the Discord. Look, all well, you need to, all Devin, you need to know, Devin, is that Diva is a cutie patootie. She, she's a cutie patootie that pilots a pink mech, and she draws pixel hearts in her emotes, and she's a pro gamer. That's all you need to know. She's a gremlin. Well, <laughs> God, I'm so happy that Gremlin like, Diva is canonical now. I, I like Gremlin Diva. I'm going to drop a thousand credits on that emote, Quentin. Jesus. Are you going to spend $200? See, in I would like Reinhardt no, I'm not he Pat. the fucking armor. But, like, the, he has one costume where he doesn't have the... Okay, well, like, then I like on. that one, but not the rest. Fine, whatever. Kyle... But he'll protect you with that armor. Okay, so we talked about the, the 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 girls and the boys. What do you actually think of the gameplay? I enjoyed it. Games like that are difficult for me to get into. Like one, I don't play games too often. Mm-hmm. I recently started. I started playing the game uh, Neo, the beta for it, and holy shit, am I bad at it? Oh man, you guys are so bad. Yeah, no, I told you I'm bad. I invited you over several times to come help me I play time, Neo man. in Bloodborne. I haven't had time. Like, I finally got to the boss on the first level area. I cannot even, like, come close to defeating him. Like, I really enjoyed the game. I'm pretty sure I could get into it, like, if I actually got the full game when it came out later. But I have no no idea if I would ever be able to beat any of the bosses. Because, like, it's a game style that I'm not used to. Like, the fine style of the character, even. Because I'm used to... Whenever I make a character in a game, I raise up their defense as much as I can, get them really good armor, and just tank a lot. Oh, no. You can't do that. You can't do that in this game. Yeah, this is about being speedy and dodging. Yeah, invest in your stamina, bro. Yeah, no, I did that for a good while, so I could finally wear good armor and do something then. That's a lesson I learned a long time ago when I first played Dark Souls, because I was like, oh, man, I want to be like a beefy like tank guy and take a bunch of hits and you just can't do that. So you gotta, you can do that. You can do that in dark souls. I couldn't you, do yeah, it. In you dark can. souls. It's honestly closer to bloodborne. Jake bloodborne is all about being speedy and uh, offensive. You can't really be defensive in bloodborne at all. 
I don't no. know. I don't know if you can yeah. tank up in the third Dark Souls. Uh, I don't know. So you you kind of can. I mean, admittedly, I didn't get very far in Dark Souls, so go figure. Um, I've ne- I've never played Dark Souls or Bloodborne. This was my first time playing any game of this style. I wasn't even planning on, on uh, playing the demo, except for Quentin said, it's too hard for you, Kyle. You're not going to be able to do it. <laughs> and I was like, is that a fucking challenge? Am I going to have to do this now just to prove you wrong? And then I proved you right. Kyle took the bait. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I played it for a really long time and spent hours on that first beach because I kept dying up at the huts at the top of the hill. Oh, Man. yep, me too. Yeah, and I eventually uh, named the guy with the really long sword like in full armor. I just called him Big Onichan because... Big Onichan. Like, yeah, because... Oh, Jakey, I that need to fucker, give him some yeah. Name. No, Jakey, fuck him. Yeah, I need to give him some name because I could not beat him for the life of me. No, I was Jakey super Kuhn, mad. I'm going to come over to your house and I'll, I'll I'll help you out next week. Okay, thanks, BB. Yeah, no, Kyle, I had a lot of problems with that guy. Like, I was guarding against him. I had, like, full stamina. I'm like, huh, he's not doing anything. And then he, like, made a charge attack and broke through my um, block and killed me in one hit. And then I, yeah, like, then I rage quit. He would always be able to beat me in two hits, and I'd be like, well, guess I'm just going to go ahead and uh, grind on the beach for a while and keep going back to the shrine. And maybe a little while later, I'm like, okay, I think I can go ahead and take on Big Onichan, and then he would destroy me again. And then I finally beat him, and then I'm like, yeah, I can finally go past this fence, enter this hut, walk through, get ambushed by four people, and die instantly. I can't get over Big Onichan. It, that's a pretty good name, Kyle. So what weapon are you using? The axe and the hammer is uh, my go-to with this. It's too slow. Maybe I'm just used to it from, like, because Bloodborne is, like, the last, like, Souls or Souls-like game I played. And gotta I Gotta go was, with that speedy weapon. Yeah, I, I gotta go with those speedy weapons. So I was using the katana, but I got the dual katanas, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm gonna be so cool. I'm gonna be a badass. And then, I don't know. I don't like the feel of it. I was also very effective with the dual katanas, but at the same time, it's just, like, it would take too many hits for my liking. I enjoy whenever I can go to a guy and just kill him in, like, four hits. Yeah, and that's fair. I just feel so sluggish when I'm using the axe. Yeah, it's too slow, I don't know. man. I've, like, I've always used the big power weapons like that. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. All that, like, in those games, it, it's just, it's a specialty. You have to, yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. But De- Devin, uh, you, you, I don't know if you were aware, but Neo is fucking amazing and since you love dark souls you would probably like it mm-hmm. yeah i haven't seen or played any of it but it sounds like it might be it's literally just feudal japan yokai's uh dark souls instead of like medieval setting you know it's really good <laughs> yeah no I, I would, i'm having a lot of fun with it i would go like way in more details about it but we're technically an anime podcast, so I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here. No, yeah, I'm surprised we. Ta- I would say I'm surprised that we talked for it or uh, for this long. I'm not gonna sit here and analyze the video game. It was oh. also like the first video game I played in months. Even like I do not play video games, and so when Quentin challenged me, I just like couldn't resist, and mm-hmm. that just went so downhill. Did you do anything else, Kyle? Uh, yeah, I. Recently applied for a promotion at my work. Oh my god. That is Ugu. like the least re- relevant thing. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, no. I mean I guess I so. guess I think it's I think it's slightly relevant because now we're just gonna, just gonna start calling jo- uh Kyle's job Ugu because of how I censored him apparently. Hey. Yeah. Hey. 
hey, but what a, see, how this is relevant is that he's just trying to tell us about how he's just trying to get a rose-colored life. He is trying to get a rose-colored life. Why are you trying to segue into we'll Tommy about. Galaxy? That's not even close to what we're doing. We're, se- we're making the segue about an hour early, Jake, all right? <laughs> Setting the mood. Setting the mood. Kyle, no, did you do anything, did you do anything media relevant? Media relevant? Fucking not really. All right, cool. Like, Jake. I caught up, I caught up on everything that, uh... Netflix had for Pokemon. Uh, today I started watching Voltron. That's that's media. Ooh, Voltron's great. But we can talk more about that whenever you probably finish it. All right. But yeah, because I'm I'm only like five episodes in it right now. I guess, Jake, how much do you ta- how much how much do you have to talk about? Um, more than last week. So obviously played Neo. Not much more to say about that. Um, the other beta I've been playing i've only played like two rounds but battlefield one is so fun yeah although we play that later i agree although i'm really mad that it's not you're just not in a trench for the whole match i feel there's like they're saving ru- those for the full game yeah i hope so i, I just, feel like you're gonna be disappointed because i just i want to <laughs> sit in a fucking trench and like not do anything you want to get trench like foot and worst. die uh but it would be accurate so that's a lot of fun haven't played much of it though as far, yeah, I know, those are the only games I've played. As far Look, as Jake. anime goes, I've actually watched a lot more than I normally do. Um, I'm almost caught up on RE0. I went over to a friend's house a couple weeks ago and started watching it. Watched all the way through the Rem arc and then started up on the... the weakest arc. Jake, really? you just reminded I me. I thought it was really good. The, but I, 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 it is good, but like the the second arc is arguably the weakest one in my opinion. I don't know. I mean, I thought it, I thought it was good. I enjoyed like the twists and turns and trying to figure out the mystery of it and no, who no, the like killer I said, it's was. Good. But I don't know. I mean, the current arc there is just so much suffering, and it's yeah, great. There I'm is. still like four episodes behind, so I'm getting really eager to get caught up. I might you, pound that out this weekend. Did you get to like? the part where Subaru yeah. loses his shit. <laughs> yeah, no. It was great. Like, the first episode in, like, it was one of the earlier episodes in the current arc where he's just, like, basically catatonic. I was like, fuck, man. This is some shit. Jake, you reminded me of something that I accidentally left out of my week. What, Kyle? And it... <laughs> yeah, t- stealing his thunder. Oh, yeah, I know no, what you're gonna it's, say. <laughs> it's Ray Zero related. Oh, yeah! It's... Kyle ordered the fucking pillow. Oh yeah, yeah. no! Like, bought that goddamn right. pillow. Fuck you. Yep. <laughs> Crunchyroll had the. He spent like one hundred fifty dollars. Well, it wasn't one hundred fifty dollars. It's one hundred thirty-two dollars. Oh, Let's God. be real. Here's what happened. Crunchyroll had the second release of that body pillow, and I saw that, and I was just like, "Oh shit," because Rem is best, and I was just looking at this, and I was like, "I don't know if that's worth." And then I posted it onto the chat. To you guys, and I was like, should I get it? Completely joking at first. And then it just went downhill from there. <laughs> went downhill. <And> I... <laughs> you accidentally clicked the fucking buy button because you're a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, no, like it was it was hilarious because I went to proceed through the purchase order to the last page of it, uh, where all that's left is a button to say to check out, because I was gonna screen cap that and then send it to you guys and be like, I'm almost there and see what you guys were going to say, and Vicky was just screaming at me to fucking do it. Kyle, you need to do something for me. Yeah? When you get your pillow, I want you to, like, I want you to have, like, a nice dinner with it, and then at the end, you need to say, but I love Carisu. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's true. That that would probably happen. Like, there's going to be some, uh, there's 
it's gonna be some turf war going on <laughs> but uh, jake did you get to the like uh did you get to the conversation in the like when subaru's in bed with amelia not like in bed with amelia <laughs> but like oh my <laughs> the conversation with amelia while he's lying in bed um that was a body pillow fuck, I th- maybe i don't remember you wouldn't you would know that conversation <laughs> Then, no. The last okay. episode I watched was, I think it was episode 18. It was From Zero, was the episode title. Wait, then you oh, did then see that. It. Yeah, you've definitely seen it. It's the oh. one where he, like, literally loses his shit on her. Oh, oh, that scene. I thought you were talking about, like, a different one later on. Oh, no, no, no. I'm totally talking about the, the fucking one where Subaru goes off the goddamn chain. Yeah, no, I saw that, and I was like, fuck, that's some, that's some shit, fam. That's some shit, fam. (laughs) Christ. Yeah, no, so after the suffering that was that, um, I needed something a bit more comfy, so the friend that I was hanging out with, he downloaded uh, the first, like, three episodes of New Game, and we watched all of that. Oh, did you guys cuddle and watch it? We didn't cuddle. We just, like, sat next to each other. Uh, Fuck, I'm, like, only four episodes in, but... How are you you liking it? I like it. It's really comfy. I thought it yeah. was going to be like Shirobako and like at least kind of accurate to how games are made. And I'm like, no, no, no it's even. just fucking K-Own with games. It's I mean, like the they wool, get it's more like the least accurate video game bullshit. It's no, not. It's not. Yeah, no, because like they're all they're all like cute girls. There's not like one sweaty neck beard. <laughs> not a single there, one. There isn't a single male character in the entire series. No. Nope. And currently in the manga. In the manga, they've actually gone back and, in a way, started a second series going on of uh, the main girl, Alba, and her friend, uh, Nenichi, back in high school with a third person and a teacher. Oh, God, why? So, they're they're not even at the studio anymore. It's her (laughs) in high school in the... it's Yeah, it's just pure slice of life in an art club room trying to decide what to do with her future. It really is K-Own. It's fucking. It's actually just K-Own with games, but I mean, it's fine. It's comfy. The girls are cute, and they're. It makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside to watch, and the music like is fine. There, there's some lesbian subtext and a little bit of lesbian main text going on. Main Kyle, text. Kyle, don't remind me of a Manchu. Just makes me sad. Oh man, a Manchu is kind of disappointing. Uh, but we've already been over that. It's not um, disappointing. I love it. Uh, I don't know. I just can't get over, like, the art style. I don't know. I love the art style. Maybe I'll try to pick up back on it. But I'm also starting to catch up. We already already went over all this, so. But, yeah. So, no, I'm just trying to get caught up on my seasonal shows right now. I've been using the weekends to do it. Like, I'm a couple more episodes into 91 Days, which I'm still super hyped over. Um, That's good shit. They had a recap episode this week. Oh. Oh, duh. Like, the other anime I've been watching. So... I've been I've been showing the girlfriend Death Note because it was about to be taken off Netflix and I was like, oh. you know, this is like this is like something that I can't believe you've never seen. So I just want to see your re- like I really wanted to see her reactions to it and what she thought. So we started watching it last week sometime. We're about we have about seven episodes left and she's enjoying it. I'm enjoying watching it again because you might think like, oh, Jake, you're you're a fucking contrarian and you don't like popular things. Well, fuck you. I like popular things sometimes. Also, Jake, if you want to borrow the Death Note live action movies, I have those. I can let you borrow them so you can see the alternate ending that the author actually wanted for the series. I have already seen that, but I might, I might borrow it, so that Kelly from you. So Kelly can see it. Oh, then. yeah, that's fair because. I actually kind of like the live action movies. You watched them in my Japanese class because we had a sub and 
of course, and the one we had a sub in Japanese, we would just watch a movie. So, well, that's how I watched. You the didn't Death have Note it live dubbed. Action. Oh God, you why? Didn't have it dubbed. Of course, you had it subbed. That's oh oh God damn it, Kyle! <laughs> <laughs> you can fuck right off. But anyways, no, I enjoyed watching. I, I enjoyed. I'm enjoying rewatching Death Note. It's pretty good. I just want to say that light. Yep. Did absolutely unequivocally nothing wrong. Uh-huh. Oh my god, you are so so wrong. There's like six lights should... we could have about Death Note right now. Light should just have the blondest hair and be a little more muscular. That oh just my so god. he can match the rest of the people that did nothing wrong. Oh my oh. god. Oh. Wait. Or he god should have it. long flowing uh white hair. I was, I was gonna say I thought I thought Kyle was talking about Griffith for a second. <laughs> no. no. Okay, no what Kyle, oh, well, I'm actually being serious. I think Light did nothing wrong. <laughs> he killed innocent Qu- people. Quentin, they were innocent, they were in jail. Okay, they were Quentin? convicted and therefore so, Quentin, not Quentin, innocent. Quentin, 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 Quentin. You, you killed cops <laughs> Those cops were after him. Okay, no, Quentin. <laughs> I thought about this like three episodes into this rewatch. Like, I'm just sitting there watching this with the girlfriend. I'm like, you know, I wonder how many people that were falsely accused and how many innocent people yes. are in prison that he just murdered. Yes. No, no, I just love. No, I just prison love. Prison system is so how, corrupt. I just love how Quentin's defense to the cops was the cops were after him though. Well, it's like, like not even like also Jake, not even the prison system being Jake, it's, corrupt. It's, a, it's just like sometimes fucking DNA evidence is wrong and people get wrongly convicted. Okay, look, Jake, it's not about being right or wrong, it's about sending a message. It is about sending a message. And also the <laughs> okay. world needs to be purged anyway, Jake. Oh my might god, as well, you are might so as well purge it of the people that we think are bad. Whether they are or not. Okay, you know what? Take that shit back to, like, your philosophy 101 class. Because that's what you sound like right now. You sound like a fucking freshman in a philosophy class. Jake, if I found a Death Note, your fucking name would be in it. Oh, thanks. I love you, too. I made Good myself. No, you a haven't de- found a death note yet, Quentin. Oh. I made myself a death note back in high school of duct tape. <laughs> oh, fuck, also, Nier like... is totally better than Mellow. No. Yeah, no, Quentin, you're definitely right. right in that regard. Exactly. Nier is so cute. No, no. Mellow is a bobcat. Stupid out wearing all chocolate eating moron. He's the most fashion. He's the I'm most likable. He doesn't remember have that time he crashed the car. No, he's not fashionable. He looks like an idiot. Can I? He looks, looks like a dumbass. Near, near literally yeah. wears a fucking dress shirt and nothing else. Light Good wears luck, fucking blue No, he wears like pajamas. It's really cute. He's comfy. He's fucking, has, he, he's, okay, if he really has, is 18, he needs to fucking wear regular people clothes and interact with other humans like a regular Vicky, human that might being. Be. Welcome to my life. He needs to get in the zone, Vicky. And if he wants to be comfy in his in his jammies and solve crimes and build little <laughs> no. fucking dice cities, no. that's his prerogative. No. Who He's are you to judge? And being, I'm yeah, gonna seriously. judge him. You're harshly. judging I judge this little autistic boy. <laughs> it's like you're making fun of Quentin. If, oh, like Quentin was really smart. <laughs> <laughs> If Quinn wants to just sit around in his dinosaur pajamas all day, oh, playing his game, yeah, Vicky, are you making fun of me now? He can do that. No, Vicky, you laughing at Nier is like you laughing at Quentin. <laughs> yeah, that's not at I'm all. Okay. I'm all the same. Listen to me, Nier and L both need to learn how to be adults. 
Because just because they're smart, it's not cute to be like, oh, I don't have basic social skills because I'm really smart. Like, no, fuck you. I don't know. That's it is kind of cute. Ever. I hate it. They're not saying like, oh, I'm cute because I have no social skills. They don't care because they, they don't have social skills. They don't it's care. True. They just want to solve the crime. Look, Vicky, it's better they're than focused. being a fucking asshole listen, like Mello. You know what? I'm just saying. Vicky, I'm that's just why saying they're the best detectives it's a and Mello comes second to Nier. Can I, can I just say, can I just no. say, not really feeling too invested in either Mello or Nier. I will agree on Mellow style, like like liking of chocolate, and just I don't know, just general sense you know what? of what's going on. You know Wait, what? are you We're agreeing that you, you hate him, re- or no. are you agreeing that you it's good? You know who good? the real best? You know who the real yeah. best character well, you said is? You were agreeing. You didn't say who you were agreeing with. You know who the real best character is? Matsuda. De- Matsuda. Devin, you're not answering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking Matsuda. Matsuda is pretty great. <laughs> God damn Matsuda's it. Matsuda's a real hero. Matsuda's the hero. Matsuda's the hero we need. No, no, I was, I was, I was just jumping in to back up Vicky because it seemed like everybody was talking about her about Mello, and I just wanted to be like, I Can mean, kick Devin? why, basically? Because I feel like the whole point is that the characteristics that Mello has, near lacks, and the characteristics that near has, Mello yeah, lacks. Yeah, and Mello like, has the like shitty poetry. ones. I mean, originally they were supposed to work together, but they both had such giant egos that they were like, nah, no, man, fuck that. No, he didn't. Near said he was fine working with Mello. Yeah, Mello was just a shithead. I literally just watched that episode. I haven't seen it in ten years. I was I was gonna say I I mean I haven't seen it forever, read it in forever, but I I thought that near just because like I don't really need Mello, but okay, and then Mello was like, well, I'm better than I'm no. When the guy said that they should work together, near said, sure, sounds good to me. Near is like the poster okay. child of like hubris of man. Near is? Mm. I'm pretty sure the poster child of hubris is light. It, oh, that's yeah. true. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Fuck it. And that's why he's right, so. No. no Quentin, do you right know what hubris <laughs> means? Yes. <laughs> I. No, I said Quentin. I know you know what it means, Vicky. Oh, okay. <laughs> Educate us, Jake. Yeah, I do. Do you? <laughs> you like, you're you're fucking Googling it right now. Excessive pride or self-confidence. <laughs> wow, that's a textbook definition, Quentin. You must have, like, an eidetic memory. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. Let's, what else did you do, Jake? Are you okay, Devin? Having a Can you breathe? <laughs> I just, I just can't believe just like Quinn is just like, yeah, but you're typing in the back. <laughs> Fucking um, hell. No, that's that's really been my week in the nutshell. What did you do, Quentin? Oh, we get to go on my week. Oh, my God. Okay, first off. Ash is a fucking loser! Oh my god. You, are, we, are, all, are fucking three out of five of you talking about Pokemon? Okay, no, Jake. The fucking Pokemon League happened, and he fucking lost! Of course he lost! Quinn, it's Ash! What did you expect? What? Wait, hold on. Is this is this is the new series a continuation of the old series, or is it like a re is it like a redo? It's just him in the Kalos region. It's Okay. How, right, how so much of the just, past? Gets... How much of the past seasons are actually relevant? Well, not at yeah. all. Actually, he doesn't use any of the Pokemon okay. from the last seasons. Okay, no. Here's the problem. Well, no, but I mean, like in, ter- in terms of continu- continuation of story. Let me tell you this: something. The only thing that I know that Ashwell. I mean, I haven't seen the later seasons. Part of why I'm like just watching Pokemon now. Um, but the only thing that I know, I, I like, I'm at least mostly sure that he won. Is the orange cup? He did, yeah. Okay, no. Here's the problem, yeah, but the guys. Cup here's the problem, guys. Matter. Okay, so this just... this season was actually really well written. X, Y, and Z was really well written. They set up Ash 
to look like he was gonna win. They bait and switched everybody. He had the I mean, he had the best and most well-rounded team he's ever had in any season of Pokemon. He got literally to the finals. He was actually at the last match. He's never gotten that far before ever, except for the fucking Orange Islands. But that doesn't count. And he <laughs> that that wasn't an actual tournament. And the episode before he was fighting the finalist, and he took out all of his Pokemon, and and he had the finalist had one Pokemon left. It was a Charizard. It was a fucking Charizard. And Ash had a Pikachu and a Greninja left. Two Pokemon that were super effective against fucking Charizard. And he fucking lost. <laughs> and they they were this. hyping I think up this episode Quint. like Ash was gonna finally fucking win, and he lost due due to Quint. some some bullshit fire blast shit on the goddamn Greninja. Quint. It was Quentin. Let me tell you what how this makes sense. Ever since the beginning, Charizard has been his bane. It's been Charizard's bullshit. Single, uh, it's been the single thing he couldn't overcome. Charizard lost him it's two what, leagues. One because it was his enemy, and one because <laughs> it didn't listen to him. That's what I'm saying. It's he has to over now. That this new arc is he's gonna overcome his fear of Charizard. He's gonna go out in the world and actually train a Charizard. I'm so fucking upset about that. Yeah, instead of just leaving it in the fucking terrific valley. You know what? <laughs> I'm done talking about Pokemon. Oh, thank God. <laughs> hey, no, Quentin. What? Quentin, since you spoiled that, like last time that we talked about Pokemon, you wouldn't say what his final Pokemon on the roster was. He said. Oh, it's Gu- it's Gudra. Oh, he gets Gudra back for it. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Yeah, it's awesome actually, which gave me a lot of hope. But no, my dreams were fucking shattered. Just like everybody else is on the internet. God. Yeah, I did see I did see an article uh, going around the internet that was just titled "The Biggest Loser" and it was just a picture of Ash. Yeah, you're damn right it was. <laughs> I'm done talking about Pokemon. Okay, so I watched a bunch of things this weekend or this week actually. Um, I want to talk about fucking Final Fantasy 15 Kingsglaive. Haven't I'm seen it. I'm pretty sure it's Kingsglaive, okay. but I could be wrong. Well, they call him the. Okay, I just watched the movie and they say the word, and I'm literally blanking on as to how they pronounce it now. That yeah, this is upsetting. Anyway, um, I everybody at this point probably knows that I'm super fucking hyped. For Final Fantasy 15, like well now we do more than anything else. I I want it so bad, and I was really 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 excited for King's Live. Jake, do you, Jake, I know everybody else knows, but Jake, do you know about this movie? Um, no, I listened to the Super Best Friend cast talk about it a bit, but other than that, I have no exposure. Yeah, um, so you know, like Advent Children. Yeah, it's another one of those. It's like okay. a really 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 fucking pretty, like gorgeous cg animated final fantasy film based off of like one of the game like the game worlds and this one's based off of final fantasy 15 which isn't out yet this movie is technically set at the beginning of final fantasy 15 going on at the same time so basically my subjective opinion of this movie was that i fucking loved it But I am also biased, really hyped for the game, and I really like the gorgeous animation and fight scenes. And I also didn't particularly have that much trouble following the film or plot at all, like some people seem to be having. But I'm also really steeped heavily in the Final Fantasy lore. That that fucking movie was incredible and from a technical standpoint, at the very least. Jake, I would describe the final fight of that movie. I told Vicky this. <laughs> I would describe the final fight of that movie as being like on the level of the final man of steel fight 
with kaiju battles happening at the same time. <laughs> oh, stop. Was... I can own I can only get so erect, Quentin. That is I know, right? Oh. <laughs> it was it was I'm going to say that's a bad it's a bad analogy for me to get me hyped for it. Well, it was... Devin, you're wrong. Like okay, like no matter how you felt about like the movie Man of Steel, the fucking fight versus Zod was incredible. Mm-hmm. So but no, no, no. Okay, for, for, I don't remember it too well, but I'll just say to, to explain my reasoning. So I actually still haven't seen Pacific Rim. What is wrong so with you? Oh my god! So I don't know about those fight scenes. Man, you should really but, watch Pacific Rim. But it's so yeah. good. But, but the entirety of Man of Steel gave me a headache because of the shaky camera. It wasn't so even that shaky. It, it it was very noticeably shaky to me the entire time. It was really unnerving. I don't know. I'm um, not talking. I'm not talking more the way it's shot. I'm talking more the way the action like. No, but I'm, I'm, no, I'm just saying it, it distracted so much. There's like there was that, like a like, bunch just of trying to think back to it. I remember some. How weak willed can you be that you shaking. let some shaky cam disorient you from watching God. a movie? Jake, sometimes you can't really help that. But, yeah, but like I'm mostly saying like just two really fucking strong ass dudes going at it. And I'm not talking about (laughs) 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 fucking wording. (laughs) Anyway, I I I honestly wasn't even thinking about. But no, some of the some of the some of the downsides of that movie were like the voice acting was kind of wonky. Like the like the lip syncing was kind of off for some of the characters, and some of the side characters sounded like garbage. But, like, I, you can tell that the people who hired the voice actors were just fans of Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. <laughs> because because Aaron Paul voiced the main character, and then Lena Headey and Sean Bean voiced the other two main characters. So, Wait, like, what? Yeah. So, it's like, I was, like, watching an episode of Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones the whole time, because oh, they're all just see, talking to each other. I just associate Aaron Paul with BoJack now, because I've seen that more recently than Breaking Bad, and that's oh. a lot more funny than if, than imagining Breaking Bad. But no, like, the, I, th- I feel like their voice acting was fine, but, like, okay. the, like, the side characters sounded like anime trash, but, like, I'm so, like, it's a, it was a, this, the movie has an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is super fucking unfair, I think the movie is way better than Advent Children and Spirits Within ever fucking wanted to be. I like but, uh, Advent Children. I lo- No, I love Advent Children. I'm a biased piece of shit, and I think that movie's amazing, but Shilly it's kind of a mess. Shilly shally dilly dally. Shilly shally dilly like dally. That. And what, like what, and children. he's like, don't cry, Kadaj, or fucking whatever. I fucking hate, the movie's has stupid lines. Anyway, um... Yeah, so like the the voice acting was kind of bad, and I, I can see like why critics probably didn't like it because first off, it required knowledge of the Final Fantasy fifteen universe, and second off, I'm used to shitty dubbed anime voice acting with bad lip syncing, so like it didn't bother me while I was watching it. <laughs> I can see why that would bother like a critic though, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, like there was also some weird editing problems. Like this, they used all these fade to blacks like all the fucking time, and would like linger, and I'm just like. Okay, did this, like, somebody just open up fucking After Effects and just kind of have at it? And then, <laughs> and then just, like, all right. it, it just, it felt like the editing was kind of... They they had a really cool reference to Final Fantasy VI, though. Oh, cool. Was, there, was a, there was a monster from Final Fantasy VI that's really popular me, and had literally no reason for being in the movie, but is in it, and it was kind of cool. Let me, so let me ask you, ask you this really quick. What? So you said that um you need like you kind of need to know some knowledge about the Final Fantasy fifteen a like, little universe. bit. So do you need to know any more than what they advertise in the commercials? No, no. You you need to know okay. like the basic like just premise. You need to know like 
there's two there's two warring factions you need to know that not so if i watch fighting happen so if i watch and watch fighting happen to the song of stand by me that'll be enough. no <laughs> you need to know you need to like know that noct is the prince and he's off on a little adventure and then the king regis is stuck in the city and they're warring against niflheim mm-hmm. and like you need to know like some basic <laughs> lore bits and For and that's about it niflheim <laughs> nipple nippleheim no okay so yeah, like I, subjectively the movie was like a nine to me but like objectively i'd give it like a six or seven it wasn't like it was by no means a bad movie, but like it definitely was enhanced by my hype for Final Fantasy XV and love of beautiful CG. So I don't know. So I watched that. Uh, what else did I do? I watched move. I watched a little bit of Mushishi. Oh, is this your first time seeing it? I, uh, yeah. I just figured that Jake is the one person who would probably have seen a little bit of it. No, I've seen all of it. Been, well, I've okay, I haven't seen, to, the haven't seen stuff. a single episode. Mushishi is, I, I kind of want to wait and talk about it when I see more of it, but I'm going to give some very base impressions right now. Mushishi is super fucking chill. You need to be in a very specific mood for it. It's Yeah, that's not even a joke. It's incredibly what, melancholic what and like slightly, unsettl- uh, slightly unsettling. Oh, that it's sounds like, right up my alley. It's, it's really, really, really chill. It's kind of, it reminds me of Kino's journey in terms of tone. Ooh, a little, a little bit. Yeah, I can I can completely agree with that. Yeah, it's like it's just a really chill. Like you put this on before you go to bed, and like you zone out while some kind of sorted, like very vaguely creepy things are happening. But it's also kind of like pretty and majestic at the same time. And Gintoki. Yeah, and the, and the op and the opening theme song just basically sounds like a lullaby and just puts you in the mood for the rest yeah, of the episode that's to come. Each each episode is like a like a beautiful poem. That's how I like to describe it. And like the way they end every episode is really great because they always like fade into the, the like the ending credits uh like with the ending credit theme like playing and like transitioning into it and it just like works really well. The mood that that show has a mood and it's chill. It's yeah. You, I really enjoyed it when I watch it. I need to watch the n- new season at some point. Uh, I just don't know when I'm actually gonna have time to get to that. Yeah. Uh, it, basically, the the just a really short like premise of the show is like this dude is able to see these spirits called uh, Mushi, and the Mushi are causing fucked up things to happen to people around the world, and he is helping people get rid of the Mushi. He's basically well, like a really de- more he's, just around Japan. He's like an but, exorcist yeah. of some sort, and it's and it's like set in like the like ancient Japan times. It's not like modern day or anything, so it's like very naturey and stuff. It's very good. It's not even it's not even really that he exercises the mushi a yeah, lot of times. He, it's just that he gives the mushi the proper guidance that they need. Yeah, he like, in order to no longer uh, have problems because what he's going about is trying to bring balance between the mushi and the people. Because of the fact that people are living now where Mushi have lived for thousands of years. And it's just throwing them off a lot. Yeah, he, like, respects and the two, like, humans and Mushi alike. I was I mainly said Exorcist because it was the closest thing I could think of to a real-world equivalent. So. Yeah, except... Yeah. No, I understand what you were saying there. Uh, I just figured I'd go ahead and define more of what he actually does. Because exercise makes it seem like he's killing the Mushi when that's not what he's doing at all. Yeah. So, speaking of exorcists, I, God, I can't believe I'm even, like, so, I, whenever, yeah, whenever I, uh, 
I run on a treadmill a lot. So, oh my God. so I watch anime when I do that. And when I watch anime on the treadmill, I always want it to be like some dumb comfort food anime. That's not very thought provoking. And I can just put it on and just watch it. So, so you watch Bananyan? No, Bananyan. it needs to be longer than three minutes long. Otherwise I'm going to get bored on the treadmill. <laughs> But it's comfort so food I started, anime. So I started Sose no On Myoji. It's called Twin Star Exorcists. It, oh, it's a show that oh. I. It's a show that aired. Yeah, uh, right. Started airing the same season that ReZero aired. Um. The the reason I watched or started watching it was because I saw that uh, Anime News Network put out a review for one of the most recent episodes, and it got like an A plus, and everybody was talking about how good this new episode was, and I was like, you know what? I'm curious. I want to see why it gets good. So I'm watching it. And the most I can really say about it is that it's the most generic shonen thing that is that I'm watching right now. <laughs> All right, so I'm sure it's pretty obvious by the title, but what is Twin Star Exorcist about okay, for people that have not no seen joke. It or heard of it? I'm gonna sound like I'm like coming up with a stupid character, a caricature of a show, but like it's it's about a junior high school student. What? Who, who is kind of kind of normal in every respect and has a little bit of an attitude and he's really really good at doing a specific task and he has a cute uh a cute childhood friend who really of likes course. him but he encounters a really stoic kind of tsundere-ish girl that falls from the sky and his oh his world gets Wait. flipped turn upside down <laughs> Oh when does that ever happen a girl falling from the and sky then, and I've then she gets and then she becomes the transfer student and has to live with him <laughs> oh no i'm gonna fucking kill and, myself and he's or watch the show and the main, either way. And the main character they're they're all exorcists okay to be fair though like the the things i like about the show though is that the the art is really crisp and it's kind of colorful it's it's a very clean like show like it's just very anime like typical anime nothing like super bad about it but it's not nothing super amazing about it and that's kind of why i like it because i like those kinds of shows every once in a while they're palate cleansers i don't know i i but like the there's one really cool aspect about the show they're the way they exercise the demons is that they go into this like other world that is basically it looks very similar to silent hill <laughs> Like, everything is, like, covered in rust and looks kind of creepy. And then the demons are, like, really sketchy and, like, like hand-drawn, sketchy art style. And they look really fucking creepy. So I think the demon world and the demons themselves look really cool. And they just introduced a really, like, cool, too-cool-for-you, badass, headphone-wearing guy. And I like that character archetype. So I'm enjoying it a little bit. Anyway, <laughs> that's that show. I suggest watching it if you're kind of bored, I guess. If you have to run on a treadmill, yeah. That doesn't such, make me very excited such, to watch it at all. Yeah, such a such a huge recommendation. Well, to be fair, if you like generic shonen shit and you're kind of in the mood for that, it's pretty decent. Like like you're making yeah, well, I that. don't. You're making it sound like one of those you're making it sound like one of those situations of, you know, in order to enjoy the sunny days, sometimes you have to experience a few rainy ones. I mean, not even that. You have to experience a very dull nothing day. <laughs> <laughs> well, i mean to be fair apparently it gets really good later on so like that's what i want to see <laughs> so anyway the last thing i did with my week here we is go jake picked w for me over forza <laughs> <laughs> and that was really good that was a good choice jake 
Just get on and tell us what the fuck you're talking about. I've been waiting for <laughs> no, like a week and a half. No, I need to tell everybody <laughs> what I did. Devin, Devin Quentin, were you even online Quentin. enough to know like what I was even doing? I, I Not enough to know the full story. And Quentin, don't forget that I started off uh, rooting for Forze, but I switched over to W at one oh, point. Oh, I know, right? So, like, I, I, I realized the errors of my way. <laughs> oh, my God. You fucking sell out. I like how you guys are fighting over <laughs> literally nothing. You don't know what it is. You're like so fucking like, Benny and the mummy. Get a life, you piece of trash. So I fucking, in in our stupid group chat that we have going, I literally just said, no context, quick. Should I do W or Forze? And then and then Jake said W, and then the other two picked Forze, and then they got in an argument about it, and Jake said W is for patricians. And he was totally right. W is for patricians. So <laughs> basically what those are <laughs> is that they're... The various different seasons of Common Rider. <laughs> oh, oh God! You could have just Googled them and figured out what I was doing. Well, I knew I, I actually it was a Common Rider season, but okay, no, okay. So first off, before I even get into that, I wanted to start a new Common Rider. I, I wanted to start a Common Rider show because I've oh, first off, I've always been interested in Common Rider, but second off, because the new one it's called X Aid and it comes out in October. It's based around... You know how every common writer is based off of, like, a thing? Like, yeah. Gaim is about yeah. fruit. And, and uh, like, Forze is about rocket ships. And Drive is about cars. And Triple O is about coins. Like, they're all based off of, like, some dumb gimmick. X-Aid, mm-hmm. the new one that's in October, it's based off of video games. Oh, my God. Oh, my What's God. What's W based off um, of? I'm going to get to that. I'll tell you guys I'll tell you guys about W in a second because it's my literally my new favorite thing I've ever had to lay witness to in my entire life. Um, but X-Aid looks so good, and I'm so excited for it because the main character, he's like neon pink and green, and he looks like a fucking oh, crime-fighting cool. watermelon with an NES controller on his belt. <laughs> that sounds so stupid, but no, I kind of want to watch it. And, and one awesome. of the, and it one sounds of, amazing. And one of the side like sidekick ones is like blue and green, and he has like this plastic comb-over, emo comb-over cut. Like, it's like a plastic... <laughs> like helmet strip that's like an emo cut and it looks fucking stupid oh it, it's gonna be great i'm gonna tell you all about x-aid when it airs but for now common rider w is my new jams so basically okay first off what do i where do i even start with common rider w <laughs> Okay, the pre- you can say what it's based on. The premise, the premise of this common writer, all the common writer seasons are different. None of them relate to one another, except some of them do kind of in a weird way. But that's not important. <laughs> they <laughs> don't, except helpful. for when they do. Except yeah, when they do. Yeah. <laughs> but common um, writer W, it's ba- the the main premise of this one is that uh, the main character. Uh, there's a couple of main characters actually, because the premise is about duality. Uh, there's the W stands for double. Like it's this one can be either called double U or double because it's hard to fucking Google for because of that bullshit. But um, there's two main characters and they're both like detectives. Um, one is like this super slick, uh, fucking fedora wearing <laughs> vest, like detective man, and he's like super slick and thinks he's hot shit. And he like is the one who like goes out and does all the does all the hard action and like gets things done. And then there's like this fucking super cute goddamn like bookworm guy and like his name like oh everything about him is the best he's my favorite he's like eccentric and he loves like learning and knowledge and he like sits in the room and just read books all the time and then he like apparently has this like 
infinite knowledge of like everything in the world inside of his brain for some reason and whenever he like tries to figure something out it like goes into this dumb have you seen the matrix any of you yes you know that scene where morpheus and neo are standing in that like blank white space and then a bunch of like weapon racks go by them yeah like yeah that literally happens but with like bookshelves (laughs) with the so vicky's dream yeah so like he's standing in this white space and he's like this thing and then like a bunch of bookshelves come out of nowhere in this giant white space and then he like they all like flip around and like sort and shit and he like goes this is what's going on and then he's like oh god i gotta get there and do it and it's the best and i love it and they they the the theme of this common writer is like that they both are the singular common writer so like they the common writer is split in half so one half is like the bookworm dude and then the other half is like the detective guy so like they all they're like talking to each other at the same time and like fighting against each other or like helping each other out whenever they're like doing the shit and then like like they each half has like forms and oh it's so good and it's the cheesiest campiest shit i've ever fucking seen in my life the the reason i love it so much isn't even because of the common rider battling it's because of like the characters and the campy hilarity like my favorite this fucking show had like one of my favorite introductions to a villain like i've ever seen the the villains are like a family of rich people like oh it's, it's not just a singular person <laughs> like, it's a family of rich people that's yeah actually yeah. very very similar to that and uh my favorite fucking scene and like the butler walks in to the fucking dining hall of like the main villains and literally all they're doing is sitting there holding wine glasses around the table laughing at nothing <laughs> they're just laughing oh. maniacally at nothing while holding mine like wine glasses and then they all just stop and like the main like villain dude is petting a cat maniacally <laughs> and then it's just the stupidest shit and that, then like these are villains I would like that for. sounds almost satirical it kind of is and like the, like the characters that... the, the characters are so good i love i love it i love it so much and the fucking the fucking okay so the 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 monster of the weeks are all these people that use these like like computer chip things that they put into like various parts of their bodies and all the computer chips are based off of like either an element or an object or an a thing or animal or something and the fucking the second episodes was literally just this girl had a chip that was called t-rex and she put it into her arm and she's literally just a t a t-rex head with legs <laughs> it was just a giant t-rex head with legs running around That's great. and it was the That's fucking fantastic. best oh i love it so much and then the Are fucking how did she not become your waifu? I don't, because she was a bitch. That's why. Are, are you sure you weren't watching, like, Danger <laughs> 5 or something? Didn't stop your current waifu. <laughs> I don't know, Jake. I might have been. And then the fucking, all the common riders always have, like, motorcycles. The, this one is fucking cool because the, even the motorcycle is, like, doubled. So, like, the front half of his, like, a motorcycle and the back half can be, like, changed out by, like, a jet bike or, like, a hovercraft or something. And it's just, it's so good. I love, I love it. And, like... One of my favorite, I laughed so fucking hard at a scene in one of the, like, latest episodes I saw. So one of the latest episodes was about, um, breakdancers. And it was, 
like it, it was good because like the episode would randomly just break out into like these music videos of like people breakdancing for like three solid minutes and you're just sitting there watching them breakdance and it's like some weird advertisement almost like it was like not even necessary but like the main breakdancer dude he was like trying to like there's this girl that he like almost got killed and he was trying to impress her and so he like runs out into the middle of the schoolyard throws a boombox down on the ground and he's like watch this and he throws his jacket off and he's wearing this like he's wearing a t-shirt that's fucking sparkling and chrome and has a giant picture of tupac on it so he's karamatsu i was just gonna say that so he's karamatsu yeah and then he just fucking starts just jamming the fuck out in the middle i just like i just the last thing i expected was just a tupac shirt it just made me it made me lose my shit Oh. oh man W is so good. That's that's all I need to say. Common Rider is my new jams. I'm 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 in 100%, and I'm gonna tell you more about that as I watch it. I'm only like nine episodes in right now. Oh, that sounds pretty good. I might have to pick that up. Oh. Like, I feel like we should all watch the one that's coming out in October. Yeah, the video game one. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't oh, be opposed shit. to that. I'll watch it. Um, yeah. Did you do anything else, Quentin, or should we move on to the um, news? I watched some, like, Western TV shows, but I'm still watching them, so I can just talk about them next week. Yeah, because we're, like, an hour and a half in, and we still have to go through the news, and I imagine we're going to dig deep onto Tommy Galaxy. That's fine. We'll be fine. The news shouldn't be too long, I think. No, I wouldn't imagine. No, not with us. (laughs) No. Why would that happen? No. Why would that happen? Never with us. Oh, Jake, I forgot to ask. Do we have any emails this week? Um, yes. Actually, we do. Holy shit, I'm actually emails? surprised. Get wrecked, Vicky. You said we, we wouldn't. Have emails? I don't know. <laughs> Devin, we, Devin's our just friends confused. listen to shit. So, I mean, once this is out and published, uh, feel free to write into otakufightnight at gmail.com and we will read your email and probably and definitely and maybe respond to you. Definitely tell you that your opinion is I shit. Like it depends how many, oh, yeah, of course. It, depend, it depends how many emails we get, I think. It's true. Jay, I'm assuming we only have like one. Yeah, we only have like one. Okay, cool. What uh hit us hit us with that. I have to get logged into my email. <laughs> oh my fucking Okay, fine. Plus, I'll, I'll bring up A plus I'll timing. bring up one news topic while we uh while we wait for you. Um <laughs> Girls in Panzer is getting a final chapter sequel season. <laughs> <laughs> fucking kill hey. oh, okay girls who panzer is great I mean, i'm not surprised i'm not surprised overall that it, that it is i literally because it, it was okay go on devin sorry Are... is the school still on a boat did you say a boat <laughs> yes a the boat. school's still on a boat <laughs> um i was just to say i mean i've seen a lot of people post about the series like i think people do enjoy it um I, I mean, I've only seen the first episode. I didn't think I didn't think it was too great just on one episode. Yeah, the but, first um, episode is what makes me hate it. J- I mean, mm. Qu- Kyle, you're so the the twist at the end of the episode was the best part of the episode. Nope, worst part. <laughs> you're the worst, actually. I I agree that it was like the best part of the, the episode only, was the twist. The only thing about Girls and Panzer that I've seen that I really like is that stupid flounder dance. Oh, I love that. No, the anglerfish dance. Yeah, the dance. anglerfish dance, that's it. The anglerfish dance is so fucking good. Like, it's random and out of nowhere. It's cute as shit. I've only ever seen it on YouTube, so completely out of context. I honestly only put that news segment there. Just, one, so people were aware. Two, because I knew that Kyle hated it. 
Oh, all right, Jake. So, yeah, I finally got into our email. So, our one email that we got was um, a response from Flap Jackson after we were talking shit about Gundam. He he just wanted us to know that G G Gundam is okay, a bit overrated. Turn A Gundam and Crossbone are the best. You're still wrong about Gurren Lagann, though. Fucking God! Okay, no, okay, so... Turn A is probably really good, but I haven't gotten to it yet. I'm getting there. I don't want to get into it until I finish the rest of Universal Century, which I'm on double Zeta right now. And let me tell you how much of a slog that's going to be. He probably understands. And Crossbone (laughs) Gundam is a fucking manga, so, like, I'm going to wait till it's animated eventually. Probably never. So, God, I don't no, know. Quentin, you're the fucking worst. Just read the goddamn manga. No! <laughs> I don't wanna! No, because you're a little fucking baby and you need the lights and the sounds to keep your attention. I mean, like, it doesn't even. The best Gundams are fucking Thunderbolt and Iron Blooded Orphans anyway. <sighs> I'm sure we'll get a response from Flap Jackson telling you why you're wrong. Yeah, I hope Just, so. Uh, as an aside, Flap Jackson, I'm looking into getting into. Uh, like making Gundam models, well, so if that's something he's you want to comment well, on, well, he's gonna be at go fucking. Um, I talked with him, and he's gonna be at um, Nebrascon. So if you're going, you can tell him about how I'll he has shit fist taste fight there. That piece of shit. <laughs> also, I um, as an aside, I submitted a panel for cosplay with benefits for a live show, but if that doesn't go through, I would totally like if people because I know Richard might not make it, and if Ben can't make it. I still think we should use that panel time to just do, like, maybe not, like, a live, like, show, but just, like, do a panel. Man, mm-hmm. I'm too stage gonna, fright for that shit. I don't know, I don't know about, um, NebraskaCon, but I will say that if anybody knows what they're going to ASEN, I already have my room booked, because they opened today. Did that, like, Oh, yeah, no, we, again, I'm rooming with, I'm rooming with Flap Jackson and some other people, and they, <laughs> Jake, can I stay we already in the have same a room. room so I can fucking murder him in his sleep? <laughs> <laughs> I would rather you didn't, but no, that was just in a, that was just a quick aside, so that was the only email we had, let's continue with the news. da 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 We need to get a, we, we need to get a news song. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> That was the new song. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna like splice out that and put it in the background of every, All right. every single news segment we have. Well, we're back to the news. Tell us, Quentin, what's next on what's next in the news? I would continue with the voice, but I'm not even gonna fucking embarrass myself like that. Uh, well, you can fuck right off. I was trying no, to do I'm a not bit. Sa- no, I'm not saying you're embarrassing yourself. I'm saying I would be bad at it and embarrass myself because I'm bad. Well, no, because you didn't play a wrong along, so you ruined the bit. Thanks. Fine. Everything's ruined, then. It's all your fault. Fuck it. Whatever. I dropped the ball. Um, this is just me being me again. There's a Godzilla anime that's confirmed, guys. God, you would oh, put that in so good. Mean, that it, sounds... wouldn't you? Yeah, because I... Robochi's directing it, and it's being produced by Polygon, and there's a Godzilla film coming out. I'm just I so mean, excited. I mean, it looks pretty good. Like, it seems promising, so I can't say I blame you, but it's classic you. Come on. Classic I, yeah. you, classic Quentin. I'm just okay. Honestly, like, it's the first thing I expected. Okay, realistically, I just want to like, did you did you at least see the poster, Jake? I did. It looks real. It looks real nice. It I, looks I like, like that it poster. It looks like it. It looks like it might be set on Monster Island, which would be really fucking cool. Oh yeah, I bet that could. That's a possibility. And I'm also you know, wondering you know if they need? would create a new monster for it, or if they're going to use some monster that we know and love, like. 
you know what Kinky we need? Dora or Rodan or Gigan or Violante you know you know or I can, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep going. Just name with, every with single these, one. All... Oh, they should have Jet Jaguar. Jet Jaguar is that literally a Jaguar with jets? Okay, do you actually not know what Jet Jaguar looks like? No, I don't. There was there was a there was a contest for a kindergartner to design a Godzilla <laughs> creature, and like this like just just google jet jaguar real quick and just fucking look at what it looks like <laughs> he looks fucking he looks kind of like a ghetto ultraman it's fucking great vicky vicky you should describe how he looks I'm, it's loading he looks dumb as shit what the fuck is that it's dumb is what it is i love jet he jaguar it's like, like some fucking ew what the shit he's like straight out of the fucking 80s where people were like yes this will appease the children and yeah exactly like, oh Cool. Okay, anyway, um, Kyle, tell us about Gantz O. Oh, man, I am so fucking excited for this. So, the, uh, manga series and that has the anime and the movie that are not very good based off of it, Gantz is finally getting, uh, adaptation to one of the best arcs of it in, uh, CG movie form, and it's gonna be fucking beautiful. Uh, Gantz Osaka, where basically... Fucking everyone gets wrecked in a beautiful way, and it has my favorite monster in the entire series, <laughs> the, probably. The giant naked lady monster made out of naked ladies. <laughs> it's it's more than that, that Quentin. Super like extra. this is a mon- <laughs> It's okay. a monster that doesn't have a true form, and so it just like keeps transforming into people's nightmares. Oh, that's pretty legit, actually. And apparently, yeah, no, it just transforms into nightmares. So it's like a bog art in that way, but even more horrifying like it just tries to think of the most horrifying things to use against people Vicky. and what there's it, Kyle finished <laughs> yeah so there's like the osaka team that this is primarily more or less following but the main team is still in it or at least the reconstruction of the main team because most of them got fucking slaughtered yeah. uh and there's this guy in the osaka team whose goal is to just fuck as many of these pseudo-aliens as possible. Yeah. So they all have these power suits that every character has. He just only wears the pants on his. And most of the time, they're just around his knees because he is fucking something. And when the big monster comes in and transforms into a giant giant naked lady made out of naked ladies, the first (laughs) thing he says is... (laughs) Like, it's very interesting to see. Like, it's really weird how they make it work. Like, he Look, just sees Kyle, it, and the I first thing he says... I want you to know that you're the worst. You're literally the worst at selling something. <laughs> Quentin, you've told me this honestly, so many times. I know. Like, this I is just one of my favorite lady parts. I of naked ladies, and that's quite something. What's up, Devin? I would just say, I feel like I've heard a lot about um, the continuation of the Gaunt story in the manga that I haven't actually caught up with, and as soon as... The first question I had, which I feel like was answered in, in just him describing the normal parts, was, is this the part with the vampires? And I guess not. No, this is this is actually uh, before the part with the vampires. Okay, uh, yeah. Because this is when everyone gets all the fucking points, and points is all that matters in Gans. Because it yeah. allows you to either, like, get a new weapon, leave the game, or uh, get somebody else. Goddamn, Vicky, you found the picture and posted it. That's wonderful. <laughs> but no no vicky the uh th- like honestly have you read gants or know about it i mean i've heard of it but i have no idea what it's about and like I you, still you don't know like Kyle's you say you shitty. say I've that seen... that's the most extra thing but like the entirety of gants is extra <laughs> like it's the most gory <laughs> like 
unapologetically fucked up violent thing that I've ever read. <laughs> so like violent violent is a really good way to describe it in many Quentin, ways. Quentin, did you it's... finish the manga yeah. at all? No, I didn't even start it. I only oh. watched the anime. You said red. I you know what? I was I was in the I was in the zone. You know? I was <laughs> saying things I didn't mean. We we can admit like, to our mistakes, Kyle. I read <laughs> I read the series like through the entirety. And the shit that happens in the anime doesn't hold a candle to what happens later on. Oh, I know. I, I need like, to. I need. I want to read it really bad mm-hmm. because I want to see this movie. By the way, the movie comes out on October fourteenth uh, in Japan. So I just figured I'd at least mention the date. Um. Also, yeah. Did, did you mention how fucking gorgeous the CG is? It like honestly, it looks almost as good as the fucking King's Goliath Final Fantasy fifteen movie. Honestly, when you were showing it to me. Uh, at first, when you showed me the trailer for it, I thought that it was going to be, like, another live-action movie, since Harry made one of those. And it just took me a bit to finally realize, oh, this is just really good-looking CG for it. I I remember enjoying it, but thinking it was a bit much, like, many, many years ago. I feel like I need to rewatch it before I actually give a better, I guess, more of a well-informed opinion about it. It's one of those shows where I watch really quickly in, like, one sitting, and it doesn't. I don't remember it super well. Yeah, uh, so let's see here. Um, Zara, yeah, yeah, this show that's fucking got a preview called Zaragoto. Did any of you hear about Zaragoto? No, I didn't. I swear, I, I, I thought Jake would have at least heard about it. It's, it's gonna be a, sh- it's a, the new Shaft anime that's gonna be airing. And oh boy! And it's, and it's the, it's oh one of the novels that Nisiosin made. Oh shit! Let's see how Shaftless trailer looks. Yeah, no, it literally it literally looks like Monogatari because it's the creator of Monogatari and Shaft is making it. So <laughs> I don't really have a lot to say to be honest because it just looks like Monogatari. It looks like fucking Monogatari. Yeah, I know. Like <laughs> that's, that's literally Shinobu. It, like if you if you've seen Monogatari at all, then that's what this is gonna look like. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's gonna be really. Confusing. It sounds like the fucking music is uh, the same guy that did Madoka. Uh, maybe I didn't. Which pay is also a shaft music. show. The sh- I, the I, music was super Madoka. That that would be a combination there. Oh, for, I always forget that Madoka was done by Shaft. To be honest, <laughs> how can you forget? Have you seen the backgrounds and like how fucking elaborate they are for like a middle school? Not well, to mention like, the head Madoka's, tilts. Madoka's not a slideshow, so like I just forget. <laughs> oh my god, you can still see the backgrounds and like. How stupidly elaborate everything is. Yeah, that's, you're right. I, the fucking architecture and shaft shows. <laughs> the fences so keep dumb. getting fencier. Like I couldn't the take um, Can you... like Mikaku City actors was just like, okay, shaft, you're shafting too hard. Yeah, Mikaku City actors was shafted at its shaftiest. Like it was actually fucking absurd, and that show was bad. I just it was pretty everybody... fucking terrible. Apparently they're like doing a follow up to that. What? Why? I don't. Nobody know cares because, because I don't know. They're appeasing the one person that had a hard on for Kageru Project or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> oh uh, fuck. Whatever. Uh, let's see here. I already talked about Bleach's ending. Did you guys see how? Did you? Okay, this was fucking weird. That I like news that I didn't expect at all. Did you guys see how well Makoto Shinkai's new movie is doing? I'm not surprised. Makoto Shinkai is a fucking, like, brilliant director and animator. Okay, no, like, Jake, I, like, 
I don't disagree with you. Like, I don't. But, like, did you see just how well it's doing? I, I did. I'm looking at the same news article you are. Mega money. Like, like this is, like, Ghibli film money. <laughs> what, what's the name of the movie? Off. It beat out Godzilla, and, like, it's getting super good ratings and shit. And people are saying, like, this is his best work yet. Oh, my. Um, I didn't the, see that people are saying it's his best yet. That makes me really excited, because I'm a yeah. huge Makoto Shinkai fan. Apparently, Quentin... that's half of why it's earning so much money. The movie's name is uh, Kimi no Nawa, or your oh. name. Yeah, no, yeah. I I saw some uh, like snippets and images of it. I'm really looking forward to seeing that at some point. If anybody's yeah, not no, familiar looks... with Makoto Shinkai, he's the person that did uh, Voices from a Distant Star, or Five Centimeters Per Second, or Garden of Words. I, I just I like how you just I like how you just snub to... off uh, and ignore children who chase lost voices. What is that? Exactly. I, I have no idea what you're talking. about. It's one about. of his less popular. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was fine. I, was I thought say, it was okay. If any... Also, she and her cat, so many feels. <laughs> if hey, if anybody wants to go on a journey of feels out there, just watch five centimeters per second. Yeah, I know. She and her cat, uh, same guy, yeah. This is, this is so basically basically in short, Makoto Shinkai, the guy who does all the pretentious films that are actually not that great, but they're really fucking pretty. <laughs> what? They're not pretentious. Dude, five, okay. They're feelsy and they're I'm beautiful. just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. I love I love Garden of Words. It's my favorite one that he's made. I haven't Garden watched of Words yet. is really well animated, but it's not my favorite. I haven't watched that one yet. Let me tell you about how close five centimeters per second hits to home. It I hits know. really close. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. It's see every every single time I watch five centimeters per second, I have like a different interpretation about how I feel like the whole like what the story is all representing and like how what the ending actually means. And I think that just makes for like the fact that I can go in for to it every time have a different interpretation is like. I don't know. I feel like that marks it. It's one of its unique. I mean, I thought uh, it was benefits. I unique high marks. I mean, I thought it was pretty straightforward, but I mean, I guess is, I could it, see how other people could interpret it differently. Yeah, to me, it was pretty straightforward. Like, it's really good, but it was well, kind of straightforward. Also, I don't like the middle arc, like the second one. See, so, no, so the what, middle so, arc so really... is integral though to of course the main it character's is. development. Hold on. So, if it, it being straightforward, what do you think it meant at the end? At the very end. When he thought that he saw her and the train went by, and when the train passed, he smiled and walked away. That he's, like, he's essentially letting her go. He's moving on with his life. Yeah, I got that out of it, too. Agreed. Because he's been, he was hung up over her all this whole time, and he's just now finally realizing I he's moved, he needs to move on, and he feels relieved. Yeah, I guess, I guess what I'm thinking of, I think you have different interpretation is more of a... I guess more trying to think more about what he exactly he's thinking. I guess I am just thinking that as a general sense. Okay, never mind. <laughs> okay. I was about to say, um, like, I mean, if you want to get into the nitty gritty, yeah. sure, he might have like different exact thoughts, but that's the general I just, feel. I, just, I feel I feel so much about that movie. I feel like I'm really, I, I always get really into. Oh, it I in do terms too. Of like thinking about what's going on. I cry like a bitch every time. It's really relatable to me. That movie's pretty fucking sad. Like it's real fucking sad. The fucking ending song is the saddest shit, man. Yeah. Oh. Oh, when the train goes by and that song oh. plays, and then you're like, oh, "Fuck, fuck." Yeah, me. my fucking hairs like stand up, and I'm like bawling. I'm done. You know, you know I just I 
I just have something else that I thought it might mean, but I don't, I don't know. We don't have to get into. Yeah, it we, right can, now. we can we can talk about that later. Um, if we but ever... no, like yeah. I'm really hoping this movie gets released somewhere close because it's gonna open in like 85 countries. <gasps> Speaking of movies wow. opening somewhere close, Godzilla, the new Shin Godzilla movie is gonna be. I'm so, I'm so sorry. This <laughs> <laughs> the new Godzilla movie is getting a theatrical release on October like 8th through the 11th in America. Is it going to be in a theater, like, near us? I don't know, maybe, but if it is, you should go with me. Yeah, no, I'm down. So, <laughs> yeah, like, away, I just want to say, like, the thing that really caught my eye with, um, the, with your name, I didn't know this until right now, but Masashi Ando, uh, who worked on Spirited Away when Marmi was there in Paprika, he's the animation director, and oh. the character designer is Masayoshi Tanaka, who did Anohana, Anthem of the Heart, and Toradora. So that just seems like an all-star yeah. team working on this movie. So it it's not like a surprise gonna, that it's doing so well. It seems like this movie's going to kill me. I right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this will be the end of us. All, all right. <laughs> I have one last piece of news. Uh, I just wanted to say that Gundam Iron Blood Orphans got its preview finally. Oh, yes. Vicky, did you watch that? I did. I think. Oh, man. Wait, did I? I don't know. <laughs> are you fucking serious? Uh, Orga in the suit, though. Pro images or, I don't know. Did you see Orga in that suit? Yes, I did. Yes. Oh, Fuck, he was, I'm he so was excited. Real, he was looking real fucking fly. Uh, real sharp, real I just, Mainly, I put that. I put this news seg- like this piece of news here specifically because the promo was pretty di- pretty legit. First season was amazing. Iron Blooded Orphans is really good. I don't care what anybody says. I love iron blood orphans it, it's so good it's, it's very so good. it's it's very very good we can talk more about it when it's actually like airing but i just wanted to i just wanted to bring that up anybody have any other news um i just um, want to give a shout out to all the dumbasses on facebook who like are constantly sharing stuff from weird websites like otaku diary that say one punch man season two confirmed and no one bothers to check if that's like legitimate so like i see fuck? like multiple people on my facebook feed being like one punch man has a second season or people who like thought that todd habercorn saying that oron was getting a second season made it legitimate like back this was like six months ago yes yeah, like seriously that, that like why the fuck would todd habercorn irritating. be the one to tell you that so i just want to like give a shout out to those people who like don't know how to like check their sources before they like share shit on facebook and be like get hype about things that don't exist yeah people are dumb um, that's just... like the, the news trend i've seen recently that's making me laugh yeah. Well, yeah, people Jake. people believe anything. Yeah, I know. I just had one quick news snippet because I just got an email update from um, Yandere Simula- uh, Yandere Dev who's making oh, Yandere for Simulator. A second, for a second, I thought you were going to say that we got an email update from Flap Jackson. And I'm like, is this like right. listening to us right now? <laughs> no. He's, he's hiding in the Skype chat. Just, you know, just waiting. Um, just waiting. Flap no. Jackson, our number so, one fan. Just real quick, um, Yandere Simulator, Yandere Dev so posted a new update. I am too, except he just said that he's like implementing a new feature. Stop implementing features and just finish the goddamn game, Yandere yeah, Dev. I love you, needs, but you're putting in too many features. He really needs to stop that. What's it's, the new feature? It's time to stop, okay? What is the new feature? <laughs> What's the new feature? Um, I don't know. He said that he's. It's gonna be used in. It's gonna be used as a feature to in, to eliminate a rival. So. Maybe it has to. Maybe it has to do with like the matchmaking that he brought up last month. But I guess we'll see, and we'll just continue to get new features, and the game will never I know, release. Right? I am excited <laughs> for that, though. Oh, me too. It's gonna be like Hitman, but you're a cute girl. 
<laughs> new, new feature. If you spend a week in the game it train, is you can summon gonna a new It's going to be stand. like Hitman, but you're a cute girl. <laughs> you're uh, damn straight it is. All right. I, want, I, I just made up a new feature, and now I want it to be a reality. What's that? You train for a week in game time, and you can summon your stand. Oh, that. To, to, actually, there's to a actually there's an Easter egg where you can where you can get a stand. That's, oh, that's fucking that's amazing. Actually, it's called, that's actually amazing. It's called Bad Romance. <laughs> good. I like that's it. Good. Fucking I'm incredible. That's, I'm so happy. <laughs> oh shit! Anybody else have any news? I got nothing. No. Got nothing? No one. All right, I think that I think we're ready to talk about Tatami Galaxy finally. Oh shit! Oh boy! <laughs> after after two weeks of being on your asses, and then mm. three of you finishing it today. I finished it yesterday. <laughs> well, actually, no, it was today because it was like twelve oh one. Jesus Christ! So, right. just real quick, um, just really quick for like a kind of general outline of what we're gonna be doing here. So, if anybody it, hasn't like seen Tatami Galaxy, like, aka people listening, um, we're going to talk about, like, general uh, non-spoiler impressions first. Um, how we felt about it, we're going to discuss the art and directing, general plot layout, and probably where you can watch it, which won't take long, obviously. <laughs> but, um, and then after that, we'll, like, give spoiler warnings and then do an in-depth de- episode-by-episode kind of spoiler discussion and analysis thing episode by episode i have like slightly written down what every episode was kind of about and maybe a little snippet of what i think it meant i written down i did the same thing i I really i've written down my thoughts for each episode but uh, all right yeah that works for me so let's just uh get right into it you kind you kind of have to do this series episode by episode because of how it's laid out yeah honestly this is i have i have i wouldn't do this for every series obviously i would only like this series kind of warranted the episode by episode and like thing see i'm just gonna say this straight up um what i i think is a good idea now especially since we're doing non-spoilery non-spoilery things first i think we should all give our opinion of like a like a whatever to whatever number kind of rating at the beginning okay and then at the very end we do it again to kind of see if like this conversation shifts i don't don't know if it will i don't believe we're we're real i don't know if it will because number ratings on shows and jake does and jake likes doing that i don't know if it will because we're all fucking stubborn assholes so like um i mean i can personally say okay well first off i'm gonna i'm gonna like say real quick a little bit uh of so people have some context of what we're talking about before we get really into it uh i just want to say a little bit about the show itself so Tatami Galaxy, for anybody that doesn't know, was a show that aired in 2010. It's only 11 episodes long. Um, It was directed by Masaki Yuasa, so the guy who did uh, Kaiba, he did Kimunozume, and he did Ping Pong. Like he oh, did. He, oh, he did do those. Yeah, he does like literally every single like art house pretentious bullshit that exists. So, okay, <laughs> because when I was when I was watching it, I was like. It's just reminded me of Kimunozume and Ping Pong, and I tried to look up to see if there was any relation between the uh, series, but I couldn't find it, but I guess I just missed out on that part. Yeah, so as basic as I can possibly be about the plot, it's about 
a college-age student who doesn't have a name, a.k.a. we just call him Watashi because that's what he refers to himself as, which means I, obviously. See, that Japanese. was the thing I was going to ask because by episode five, I was like, does this fucker not have a name? No, yeah. they, nev- they never <laughs> once say his name. You know... You know, really, really late in the show, I was also wondering what his uh, um, major was. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, what? Wait, no, he mentioned. Uh, no, he mentions it he once. He mentions he it. Mentions it once. He mentions it once later on. But I'm just sitting there, like, I think it was episode three. Like, what, what is he going to school yeah, for? Yeah. Like, okay, so like, yeah, for a rose-colored col- life. It's a, it's a college student <laughs> who joins college, and like, as basically as I can possibly put it, he joins some clubs to try to live a fulfilling life. He wants to meet a girl. And then he fails, and then he goes back in time and repeats it again in a different way. And that's the show's structure. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that's So that's kind of like a basic, I don't know, introduction of what the show exactly is about, kind of. So, so people have context for what we're kind of talking about. So, Devin, do you want to kind of do what, we were, what you said that you were saying? I don't think I should be the one that I, I don't mind i don't mind i don't, I don't mind it nervous. so like okay basically to do, uh, like i i had a good phrase for what i like what i wanted to say about how i felt about tatami galaxy when i finished it okay tatami, yeah, ba- works, tatami yeah. galaxy i think is one of the best shows or be- one of the best anime i've ever seen that is not at all near my favorites list <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a very that's, specific that's pro- uh, no i was to gonna say that the same thing seems... i was gonna say obje- like objectively i would put this anime high but subjectively i'd put it a See, little lower like that actually makes mm. a lot of sense because when i'm trying to look at this quote-unquote objectively from a technical standpoint it's very well done just like yeah. in the way that it shot the voice direction and the voice acting, the visuals look nice. It doesn't look like it's poorly animated. Technically, it all comes together very well. <laughs> but personally, I liked it. But for me personally, just in a lot of the ways it looks like, it to me, I'm not sure if you got this impression at all, it seems like a discount Monogatari at times. Okay, not... If, if uh, anything, Monogatari is... A similar concept, just done in a different style. I don't think it's discount Monogatari by any means. Well, I, I mean, think it's because I, I feel be a, it's an off-brand of Monogatari. If anything, I feel I like know. it's better yeah. than Monogatari <laughs> in some ways. Uh, uh, I don't know if anybody's gonna get this reference, but I feel like literally what Jake said is this is a nice, this is some nice paper, this is some really quality <laughs> paper. Well, I'm just trying to like say yes, while because there are like a lot of art house films and lots of and Oscar winners like they're technically very well made but I don't personally like them. Okay, so my yeah. here's the thing here's the thing with the show. So I guess right off the bat I can say that most not all I would say maybe like about half of a good half of this show was kind of a chore to watch in different ways. <laughs> I, Could I you elaborate on that? Quick. Right like, off the okay, first off, right off the bat, that fucking fast talking. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. it's so hard yeah. to get into. I had like, to take and a that's, break. That was the initial thing that made me like, fuck. This just seems like it's this. This looks like a discount Monogatari because like it's a it's like a guy who's 
kind of witty, talking really fast, and then you get introduced to um, uh, Akashi, and she seems like a Senjo Gahara type with a penis head who also <laughs> talks kind of fast and is witty, and I'm like, hmm, man, I wish I was watching Monogatari right now. That's what I was thinking for the first episode. I had to take a break I... after like the first episode and again after the second episode. <laughs> Because reading the subtitles at that rate was just exhausting for me, and I just felt like I was reading a book at some points. Like oh, I still, yeah. en- I still enjoyed it the entire time, but I was just like, "Man, I'm fucking tired." Yeah, it's almost <laughs> physically exhausting how like fast you have to read for this show. I mean... uh, you know, Vicky reads all the time, so Vicky, how did you feel? <laughs> it was fine. Like I didn't give a shit. I just read it and moved on. Like I was like, whatever. I I had no. Problems okay, so with to it me. When 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 I when I say I, it was just like sometimes a chore to watch, I don't mean that I hated watching it. I meant like I literally had trouble watching it sometimes because can I, can I just say something? Well, I guess I would say as... I guess I would say almost it was a chore because like I just like towards like episode like right before the like finale came up and you finally like got like some stuff looping back. You was it got to the point where I was just like, okay, he's done this how many times? Like, can we like? Like well, let's back, from, let's back like, let's backpedal before we start talking more about like that. No, 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 hold on, just really really quick backpedaling a bit. I just want to say, and this is because a lot of people have been talking about how they think it's objectively good. I actually am going to argue that in the format that it's currently in, I don't think it's good. I I don't. I think they did the best that they could have done, maybe in terms of trying to like set it all up. But I think that like the story they wanted to tell wasn't an 11 episode anime i don't agree it, i don't know just, i thought it, talking that... about the just going going to the repeating just going to the repeating really quick like as far as that i felt like there were so many things being repeated in such a specific way over and over again there are literal parts that i was just sitting there watching and after watching an entire episode like i was asked like oh so like what do you think happened there or something like that and like i could finish it off in a sentence like this is what happened this episode this exact this one sentence. i mean yeah, no i i ha- but most of the episode was the same thing last episode. i agree with you for a part of and, that uh, and eventually at the end they do kind of skip ahead more when it gets to be more formulaic which i appreciated but it parts it's it, it took me back to the endless eight and i don't yeah, want to think about gonna, the endless eight when i'm watching an anime okay. i was going to say that this <laughs> so, is like so, a very no, no, no. So, detailed complex so, way of the endless eight I, it, the, the I endless like 10 i feel like what they could have done and this is this is once again i guess why this i guess more mindset of why i just think that like technically it's not that great um, in terms of, I guess, like, it's more of a, maybe not even technically, just in a directing sense, or, like, or whatever decision process was to make it into a series rather than something else. But I feel like, this because it's based off of a novel, apparently, and I ultimately, I feel like a novelization would have been better in the same sense that I feel like maybe if this was a movie, like an animated movie, it would have come together more. You could have used more shorthand narration and not show us as many repeating actions because you'd be able see, to assume that we know what's going on from like a I would argue I Devin I would I would argue that the length of those episodes allowed for a ton of different things to be elaborated on and foreshadowed like they like every single time you got the you got the fortune teller lady and like you got you got uh, the cake you got what the up? hanging uh, fi- like little figurine thing you got like but I was able to figure out what they were foreshadowing by episode yeah, two. but that's the point, though. Like they tell you at one point, blatantly, so early what, on in the show, what it's being foreshadowed for, 
because they don't think like, that you're stupid I, and they actually get I, they, they they want you to like just what, know. What I'm saying is if I can call what's going to happen at the end because of what happened I think in episode 4 if if that's the if that's the time I don't I don't really of. think the point is I don't think the point is the destination more than just any- it was the well, journey. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you're going, but on, it but was no, the journey Jeff, was Devin, a... you're going on this journey with this character, and like I feel like if anything, that's the me, point of the show. Yeah, that's yeah, like literally really. what it was telling us. Because like it's like, not about the. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say for me personally, like I feel like by the end you like were like, oh yeah, he's finally doing it right because you'd gotten taken time to get attached to these characters, and I think that was a big part of it. Like you. I... I felt like at the end I didn't like his character and I felt like we were just shallowly shallowly accepting that he did one thing quote unquote right and we were accepting what they were accepting as the like Wait. correct Okay, Devin, that, is, is that how, is I that how you took that? I went the opposite. Because there was a message because there was a nice message attached no. to it and I agree with the nice message. Is that like, how you took I went that, the opposite I way. I started out I went the opposite way. I started out the show fucking hating this guy until the very end every episode i'm just like god what a fucking loser what a beta fag like can this guy's life <laughs> be any is, more pathetic seriously the thing fuck is, the this thing guy is he never... and then at the end i was like okay, okay all right so, you know what you learned you learned your lesson Good all right we're you. talking we're talking about the ending again let's back let's no, back up again not. um backing so up, i i have up, a, i have a couple okay. things that i did want to say about the style okay. of the show specifically so a okay. couple of the things that i think that you have a problem with whether this makes it good or not, I don't know. You're probably going to disagree, but I think that it was all intentional for specific reasons. First off, the the fast talking, um, mm-hmm. that was all, if you didn't notice, literally all of the fast talking was done in his brain. Like, they yeah. did that specifically because you think fast. No one ever just thinks really mm-hmm. slowly at a normal conversation pace. They did it because... He's thinking at the rate that he would be thinking. He'd be thinking really fucking fast. So the way they did it was him talking really fast. And when no. I understood that, also, I actually also, thought that was like, really cool to no, understand. That's, that's great, and I appreciate that. But the problem... Like, Go ahead, Vicky. Well, I also feel like that sort of, like, increases the sense that he has, like, this anxiety that he can't get out. Like, he's talking so fast because he's, like, super anxious about shit all the time. And, like, it's, like, it matches his mental state as well as the fact that it's his thoughts that are going faster anyway. Yeah. Like, it fits, it, like, it fits and it works really well. It's just kind of annoying for non-native speakers who need subtitles because it's not true. only am I, because if I'm, fo- I'm focusing too much on the subtitles, I'm not going to pick up on the subtext and the dialogue and there could be things in the background it, that, it's, I, it's that I could be missing. A lot of the show is hampered by the fact that we're not native Japanese speakers and that's not really the mm-hmm. show's fault. It, no, it's definitely no, not the show's fault not. and I'm not counting it against it. I'm just saying that it might take a rewatch or maybe a third watch to actually be able to pick up on all the little nuances uh, that are in the show that is, I might have is, missed. This is, this is probably the most rewatchable show I've ever seen. Two, oh god! No, I was gonna say two things. The two comments, as far as that, because because this is this is where we're gonna have most of our disagreement with the second part. But the first off, I would say as far as the visuals go, because the visuals got brought up, I forgot to make this comment. But if I had to compare the visuals the show to anything would i would honestly compare it to the fmvs and lsd the dream emulator dude i um, love lsd the dream. okay <laughs> no, okay, I, no. Do, I do too the, i'm just saying the visuals, just saying, were, like, I the feel visuals like... were honestly one of my favorite parts of the show yeah no they, it they was definitely really, a selling they, point yeah. like um, at parts say, where it mixed in with uh, the like it mi- it blended with live action really well for the most part 
And I don't want to get too much at the end, but at the end, there's a lot more live action. There is. And it starts to get a little bit well, more I... jarring because there's actually, like, human movement and the stop and there's kind motion. Of a, there's kind of a point to it, too. There, a... And there is a point to it, and it's like great, whenever... but it gets a little jarring at times. Whenever there was live action, I feel like it was always deliberately done well, in, in ways that I understood that, like, you know, what the, what they're doing. So I thought that was good. I was going to say, though, as far as the rewatching thing, I think it's this is where we're going to have most of our disagreement later on, and we can explain it later. I'm just going to say, you're all saying it's the most rewatchable thing ever. I'm going to say, I watched it once and I'm done. Like, well, I, just, I didn't see, say yeah, it's it the most rewatchable thing. I just said that there's subtext it, yeah. and well, see, probably me, little details that I didn't pick up on the first time. Okay, for me, here's, here's a couple I, of thoughts, uh, specifically to elaborate a little bit on the rewatchability part. First off, the show it, it it did it actually did some things out of order. If you didn't notice, some, I did. Like, I, some of I the picked... plot lines were out of order. So like, I noticed the, that. First off, the the fast talking, the chaotic visuals that were completely all over the place, the confusing scene jumping. I genuinely like that this show was tr- it was in a way trying to emulate the chaotic lifestyle of trying to come into yourself as an adult, like. I think that the show's style was emulating how he was feeling about his life. So, like, mm-hmm. I just think that it did that really well by, like, trying to, like, I, like get it back on. And then as he started to understand himself better, the show got less confusing. Like, if, did you did you notice that? Like, yeah. like yeah. I think that's awesome. I, I agree. I agree. And stylistically, once again, I feel like it's all coming together as the direction and stuff and everything and, like, the, like, the choices and art. And stuff like that, I totally get it. I feel like it is very, is very jarring. I feel like I wouldn't recommend it for somebody who wants to watch a very straightforward. Mm-hmm. Story. Oh no, not at all. No, um, <laughs> this is a, this is definitely for somebody who wants to really be thinking and really be thinking quickly because you're going to be doing a lot of reading really quickly as well as also trying to figure out what it. Yeah. Also, before. this show, this show employed the most amount of visual symbolism I've ever seen in a show. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty intense. Um. Going along with the visuals, though, I did want to mention the cinematography was absolutely stunning. Yeah, it was like, incredible. There were a there were a lot of like camera shots where I was just like, "Man, that's really good." I didn't like, expect that. Like, I'm a sucker for POV shots, and it's in the very first episode. You like see through his eyes, like you see him blink, and then you see him put on like the telescope. Yeah, there's really and, fucking good ones, and like and the then one there where was Akashi's like leaning against the tree, and like a firework hits it. It's fucking yeah. gorgeous. No, and then later on, there's the part where he's with um fuck the dental hygienist lady. I forget her name, and she <laughs> sticks his fingers in his mouth. Where it's just and it like, looks like a vagina. It looks like a vagina. It's like it looks like a vagina with like two like white worms like poking in and just like spreading out. But like it was a cool POV from like the inside of his mouth. Well, like okay, um, so the, the visuals do did two things. They told. They told their own story in some ways, and they also just had fun when they weren't telling a story. So, like, yeah. every time that they, like, the visuals weren't being important, they were still being fun. Like, I don't know if you noticed how, like, often just something irrelevant and hilarious and cool was happening on screen, but it was a lot. Like, I, I also really liked when people were eating food. Every time they swallowed, they would, like, make this gulping noise and then get really fat. Yeah, I made a note, <laughs> yeah, I, I made a note that the sound design was really on point, too, especially with, like, the eating and some of, like, the nuances of life that they were a bit, I guess, amplified, or at least more so than in a lot of other anime. Yeah, it, oh, man. Kyle, you haven't said a word. Yeah, no, I haven't been able to get yeah. a word in for the past, like, 20 minutes. I know, I'm having the same problem. You guys want like, to you you hey, no. say anything? Like, every single time I want to bring something up, somebody else brings it up, like, two minutes later. And, uh, so, 
No, it's just difficult for me to get a word in. Like, uh, the one big thing that I really liked about this series, I didn't skip the opening or ending once with it. Oh, yeah, I forgot to, I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. like, the, the opening sounded like something that I would listen to on, like, a very casual road trip. And yeah, because it's, it's mother. Generation. Yeah, it's motherfucking Asian kung fu generation. Yeah, yeah, it's and I just shit. really loved it. And then the ending. This uh, show has one of my favorite endings I've ever seen in a show. The ending is super chill. Like the first time I was listening to it, I was like, "Oh shit, is that Etsuko? That's totally Etsuko." Okay, I have a weird story about the ED. I fucking have heard that song before somewhere, and I like it was like really familiar to me. And I'm like, where the shit have I heard this song before? And I still haven't figured it out, but it's really good. I don't know. Maybe it was on like a like a playlist or something. Maybe, oh, really? and I just, I don't know, I don't know. But anyway, it was, but no, no I, both I, the songs were really good. I also like the visuals in the ending, because it's yeah. just a bunch of tatami mats infinitely growing. Which, yeah, like, I want to yeah, I want to kind of, I do kind of want to analyze the OP and ED a bit when we dive into the spoiler territory. That sounds Because I had, like, a huge revel- I had, like, a huge revelation in the last episode. Yeah, there's a regarding lot that those. we can talk about. Okay, well, first off, how about we, before we even talk about spoilers, so, what have we all talked about so far? We've... We've got, I think we all got our general impressions. I don't yeah. like Vicky. I don't think you've told us much about exactly how you felt. Um, no, I thought it was really great. I um, I was enjoying it for the most part, and then the last two episodes really pulled it together and it made it like a really satisfying, like the whole complete package. But um, and I know like it, I would get a lot out of rewatching it, but I have like no desire to rewatch it. I don't have a desire to rewatch it right now, but I think yeah, I neither will. Do I. I think I will at some point in my life. <laughs> I think yeah, there's I mean, a well, lot of the, I think there I is probably, a lot of worth to rewatching it specifically no, because now I understand what's actually happening in every timeline. Yeah, yeah, no, there totally is worth to it, and I like I that's that's the like that's why I'm just being like a shitty media. because yeah, like the show will be and, less and, confu- engagers because the I show, just have no. On a second watch, probably, the show's not going to be confusing. I would, well, it wasn't really confusing. Like, I don't know. I mean, it to was, me, at to first me, I was like, why are they, I don't know. Cause like, I don't I know. Was, I didn't okay. Really, like, okay. Without, like without it. spoiling, without spoiling, like in the first episode, you're like, why is Ozu in a dress standing there screaming at people? And why do people hate him? Who is Ozu? Honestly, who honestly, who, who are the all these thing, people? But, they explained the stuff like that in the first the episode. Like, here's, yeah. here's my thing. Weirder shit has happened in anime, and I've learned to just take that sort of thing and be like, I'll figure but it out it was, eventually, it was, and I don't it was really kinda, dwell on it. So, it like, was, I don't... Like, see, at that point in time, Quentin, Quentin, just at that point in time, the reason why it, it didn't seem confusing by episode one, why all that was happening, at least from my perspective, just to kind of throw, like, just, like, examining that scene, examining the way they tell the story. At that point in time, we know that Ozu does a lot of weird things. We know that Ozu I mean, I suppose seems to be scheming true. a lot about Watashi's life. And so, and the only thing that we really see him do is he takes off the wig and tells him, like, don't disagree, don't, like, go against what, like, this guy says. But I guess, my, I guess my problem was I just wanted and, to know why, and I wasn't sure if I would get that answer. Well, it's like, here's you know? the thing. They did the firework thing earlier, so my assumption was was the fireworks thing, and then somebody was like, what did you do this time? It's like, oh, maybe he did something else, maybe we'll find that out later. Because it's like, what? I mean, it's, he seems to be someone to do a lot of well, things. Well, in that first so episode, like, like, it was definitely the firework thing. I don't see why there would be any confusion over that. Well, I, I think what was supposed to be is that it was always many things. Like he was always well, doing many things. For yes, the main goal. but as far as we yeah, know, okay. as well, far as say, we know in the first anything. episode, yeah. it's just the fireworks. Yeah. it's yeah, it's the firework thing, and then maybe combined with something else, and then he was there because he wanted to try to pressure like Watashi, basically. I also want to say something and about Ozu if I get a chance. Oh yeah, yeah go, go ahead. Uh, 
very early on in the series, Ozu was a very, like, difficult character for me to understand. But it wasn't the fact of what he was doing. It was the thing of why. And it was, uh, for good, for, for a part of the series, I actually thought that it was going to be some strange, uh, thing like fight club where watashi actually has some sort of schizophrenia thing okay, before and, okay i'm uh, actually before really we go on the, we, should, really... we should actually like i, I want to go in depth about ozu when we talk more spoilers so like yep i definitely want to say my piece about him though because uh like when we get to it well yeah, no, no, yes, that's, fine. I, that's fine because i had a very similar thought and i want to i want to compare i want to compare thoughts on that with you yeah because oh, okay. so, so... I, I analyzed ozu a lot yeah, so, like, basically the show, I guess I should also say the show revolved around specifically uh, four, five, five characters, six, six characters. I, I have was, a list of them on my it phone. Was, it was Watashi, uh, Ozu, Akashi, um, Jogasaki, the love god Shinora. guy that I forgot the name of, and, um, and fucking... The, the uh, dentist. The dentist girl. Yeah. What's her name? Whoa. You forgot uh, Hanuki. Hanuki, yeah. Yeah. And you forgot the best main character, Johnny. Okay, John- Johnny. No. Johnny's okay, a bro. Funny, funny story. No. I was watching the OP and I said to Quentin, I'm like, why the fuck is Woody in this? And he's like, funny you should call him that. Yeah. yeah. No, like, I was in the same boat. Vicky, I was watching the OP. I'm like, okay, all of these characters seem pretty normal. Why is there a cartoonish cowboy and a fucking horse? And then I got to episode, what was it, six? And I was like, oh, yeah. okay, this is really fitting. Yeah, so for anybody that doesn't know, Watashi's the main character. He's basically the, I don't know, he's kind of like the typical, like, smarter than normal, but kind of misguided, depressed college student sort of person and he's kind of a loser and wants something out of college and then ozu is this character that's supposed to be like kind of creepy and like ridiculous and all over the place and seemingly evil ozu Uh, is like a foil to watashi he yeah basically he's always always a foil watashi blames ozu for every single uh, misfortune in his Uh, college life and i don't know if that's in the spoiler territory but that's that's something that really annoyed me about um, the protagonist's character it is. early it, on. Yeah, we, yeah. we can we can oh, get deeper I, into that later. Um, we can get really deep into his character in, in a moment. Akashi was the love interest. Um, she was she was kind of like literally in the first episode. She gave like a cold shoulder to somebody. <laughs> like that's the kind of character she was. Like her fucking shoulder was made of ice. <laughs> like somebody asked her what she likes to do on her free time and she says, "Why would I have to tell you that?" Why would I have to tell you? She, and then I and she just walks of, off. She's also scared of moths, which is really which those parts were really cute. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was really adorable when that would happen and then she would just freak out if a moth came near her and then uh go through her uh thing in order to get over it and then sit up and just act like nothing ever happened and explain her fear. In a very rational way, yeah. And then there was the uh, the mas- the master. Um, I, I I keep forgetting his name. Uh, he, give me just a second. Isn't it like uh, Higuchi or something? Yeah, it's it's Higuchi. Yeah, and it is Higuchi. He is kind of always like around mentoring Ozu and Watashi, and always has sort of a different role every single he, time. He lives in the same apartment complex as Watashi. And then Ozu and the dentist and Akashi are always there visiting uh, because of the fact that they are disciples of his in some way. 
And especially in one episode where instead of joining the club, he just is his disciple. Yeah. And then there was Joe Gasaki, who is the movie club uh, leader. He's basically Groose. Uh, you know, I, the Joe whole Gisaki, time I'm like, God, he 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 is an actual Chad. Yeah, I know. Joe, right? Gis- Joe Gisaki was the last character I expected to be constantly reoccurring and completely relevant, and I never thought that I would actually like him by the end of the series. But I actually I did start either. to. He really grew on me, uh, especially during the three episodes following the same plot with alternate ending towards the end. Yeah. Like, and then Joe Saki was... really grew on me then. Yeah, and then there was and then there was the dentist. The uh the fucking I forgot her name. He he Hanuki. Oh, Hanuki. There we go. Yeah. She she's a dentist and she was like she's a, kind of like a drunk and she was like a I don't know. She wasn't like a typical party girl, but like she was kind of like she kind of gave the vibe that she was like too cool for everybody she was around. Not like yeah, not like yeah, she yeah. thought she was, she, but like she she was very like she was. She's very difficult to open up to people that unless she's really comfortable around them. And uh, they actually reveal later on, shortly after her character is introduced, that she's actually in a committed relationship with one of the other characters. And you're just like, really? Not expecting uh, the relationship between the two yeah, characters. That, that kind of surprised me. Anyway, do you guys yeah. want to try to venture into spoiler territory now? Yeah, let, let's I go into like spoiler, spoiler territory. territory. I feel like we I feel like we got our thoughts out. So anybody that wants to watch Tommy Galaxy without spoilers, duck out now, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, how do you there, how do you how do you okay, even want to right, start this? Um right off the bat, right off the bat because I feel like it's going to be controversial and I'm going to be def- either defending my opinions or just like, I don't know, but like I just feel like because you also mentioned getting into Watashi's character. I feel like the reason why I didn't think it was that great was on top of feeling like, you know, just, I don't know, feeling like the show, the way it was set up, could have been better. Um, I feel like the whole time, like, even, even, like, basically at the end, they never, like, really, I guess, specifically addressed it. They kind of, like, just assumed that, like, we'd assume that he did. I don't like it. Was that, okay, so he's always, he was always, oh my gosh, my life wasn't great. Um, it must be because of this. And like at the end, he at the end it was like, oh, like I shouldn't have been trying to make my life this specific thing. Like I should have just been enjoying it with all these people around me. But like, and he addressed that it's like it was like, oh, these people weren't doing this to me. They were they were just doing this. Like they had their own lives to lead. But he never addressed the fact that he like was blaming outside forces on his actions. But he well, was, I think though. it's implied that he comes to terms with that. Yeah. They don't need to he, he they don't to need terms, to fucking spell comes, it out he, for he, you. Yeah. He he comes to terms with uh, he comes to terms with other people's actions. Okay. He comes to Devin, terms with the fact here's, that they Here's the No, Devin, no, no, you're no, no, sounding no, no. like a baby like you need it spelled out for you. Oh, okay. No, hold on. Devin, uh, I think you kind of missed something here actually. I mean, I may have. Let's be, um, let's be real. Okay, I may so have. I, I, I want to address something really important, and this is going to take a little bit. So yeah. just give me like, give me some time here to like articulate it all. Um, mm-hmm. So first and foremost, this entire show was a case of unreliable narrator. Yes. Okay. Yes. So okay. Yes. So first off, so first off, I don't know if you guys noticed, but Ozu looked really fucking creepy all the time, except. When Watashi wasn't around, then he looked normal. 
Yeah, no, like yeah. that was yeah, the very he, first thing I wanted to talk about is that the protagonist is an unreliable narrator. He seems like at the very beginning, he paints Ozu as like this terrible fucking person. He yeah, thinks he, 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 paint, he, he projects he, uh, him as his image of him is like that of a demon with like a weird onion head, but then, like a swamp monster. But then, yeah, uh, Devin, this is this is we can we can go on more about the unreliable narrator thing because there's a lot to talk about in, in relation to that. But Devin, mm-hmm. in relation to specifically what you said. The yeah. way that they communicate that he actually came to that uh, resi- like that conclusion was that at the end of the show, Ozu didn't look scary anymore. See, yeah, yeah. he looked normal. Yeah, Ozu didn't look Ozu didn't look scary anymore because Ozu had a girlfriend, so everything he was doing was for his. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Always he had the girlfriend. Says that though. He always had a girlfriend no, in every timeline. But he never. But he never realized he had a girlfriend. And once he realized, he's like, "Oh, that's why he's doing things. It wasn't." But just that's not the only reason. But that's that not the only reason. reason. Like once he stopped but, like, blaming that's... Ozu for being the source of all of his problems and accepted it in himself, that like, hey, hey, he's just a normal person doing his thing. He doesn't mean he's not he's not really a demon. It didn't like yeah, the girlfriend is a part of that. But it's not like the sole factor. It's like, oh, he has a girlfriend now, so he's not a demon. There's a lot more to it than that. And one thing to take see, and that's one thing to take note about uh, Ozu's activities. Every single timeline, Ozu is doing every single thing in every yeah. single timeline no, no. because okay. they keep referencing back to Ozu doing things that were in different timelines. It's yep. not that Ozu mm-hmm. is following him and making his life miserable. Ozu is just doing everything at once. Yeah, no, Ozu's always yeah. doing the same thing that he does in every single timeline. So I, I actually wrote it down if you guys so, want to hear it. So, Quentin, you're telling me that Ozu is the Revolver Ocelot of Tatami Galaxy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Pretty much. Yes. So basically, Ozu joins the tennis club. He meets Kohinata, who's that, like, sparkling girl that we never actually see the face of, who is the, like, that B-club person's daughter. Oh, yeah, or the cult. He, his, his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah the cult. Um, he says that he wants to uh, raise his position to a more suitable level while doing so himself. Hold on, these notes are confusing. <laughs> Can I? <laughs> Much so, like the show. What? No, it all makes sense. It explains everything in the last episode yeah, about Ozu's actions, Devin. And then he joins. Yeah, he joins general, the movie circle to get but... closer to Ajima. And then uh, mm. when the pro- uh, with the proxy war, it has him close to Jogasaki. Because then those connections allow him to be able to uh, rise in rank in the secret society and be able to spill dirt on Ajima and Jogasaki to one another because he's in on both of them. And then he secures mm-hmm. the money to uh, for the Hon- uh, Honkawa group to be able to g- like get into the position to steal the airship, which then leads into the part. Where he's all in the dress and everybody hates him because he stole the airship because he wanted to see Konhinata and he was literally doing everything just for love. So, like, every, yeah. every activity that he did was leading up to a single date with his girlfriend. Pretty much. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm not, I'm not this arguing. Oh, no, I just, I just wanted to point it out. Okay. As, it was just the way that you're talking it was like you were like making a point. It's like, I mean, yeah, that's what happened. No, Vicky, the way this all. <laughs> yeah, uh, well. Go ahead. I guess I kind of, like, I was thinking about it a little bit ago, and I sort of feel like Ozu's other purpose was to kind of, like, point out to the main character, like, his bullshit? Because, like, Ozu was constantly having yeah. these conversations mm-hmm. where, like, Watashi, like, would say, would say something, and Ozu was like, bitch, you cray, and he would try to, like, and of course Watashi never listened, because Watashi is a fucking moron for most of the series, but... Like, I feel like if he, like, I feel like some of the conversations Ozu was, like, trying to, like, point out his bullshit to him, and he wasn't yes. getting it, mm-hmm. and... Oh, 
Ozu had a Ozu. Ozu had a reoccurring line saying, "Like, don't blame me for this. No matter what you do, you're going to end up here." Yeah, like that was yeah. a reoccurring yeah. line, yeah. and he would he would blatantly say to him, "I'm not the one causing all the problems in your life. This is just you and the decisions you make, and just your interactions with everyone is leading you to this. I'm the only one that is being here for you because no one else wants to put up with you." Yeah. Uh. Well, and, and also, I was going to say um, one thing that I kind of noticed. I don't know if, and this is this is going into the territory of I'm making some assumptions based on like, like what I think I remember seeing in the show. But there was um, there were quite a few points where um, it would seem that Watashi would just like stumble upon the like like stress ball charm thing, and it just kind of like or just like end up or like where it, how basically how it ended up in his possession was di- was pretty different every time. But also was very like kind of like happenstantial. And so like some of it could have just been like, okay, maybe he ran into it. But I kind of got the feeling, especially when um, Ozu was bringing up his connections, like his information and stuff like that. Especially at the end, how like somehow the laundry swap thing happened. That Ozu, and especially with the first, with the very first uh, episode where it seemed like Ozu was really trying to hook him up, h- like hook Watashi up. It really seemed like ozu was setting him up to have that to give him an opportunity possible. to approach this person yeah, possible, especially because like... of the especially because of the fact that uh the the master uh higuchi when he first talks to him at the cat roman cafe he says that he is some uh matchmaking god and he said that he's going to try to match up either watashi or ozu with akashi and we know that it can't. It's not going to be Ozu, yeah. Because Ozu's in a relationship. Well, I didn't know that. Except we don't. We well, don't, don't know, know that, that at that time. time. I'm just saying now. I'm just well, saying. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. now we know that. But, but at the time in the first it, episode, I believed that fucker was a god the first time I watched. Yeah. It. No, I did. <laughs> yeah. Like I thought I was it was so going to be a completely different show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they ne- they yep. never brought that up again. Okay. So I also wanted to bring up a couple of things because I wasn't. Uh, I wanted to go back to the unreliable narrator thing. Yes, please uh-huh. do. Oh, first. And I also still want to say my bit about Ozu at some point. I still actually haven't talked about my original theories about him. Oh, that well, we're while, actually... we're on to- while we're talking about Ozu, go ahead. Just say. Uh, basically, like I said, I thought that uh, Watashi was going through some uh, schizophrenia thing and like had a multiple personality oh, yeah. sort of deal going on. Because of the fact that he's trying to live his rose-colored life and it's not going as planned, but he's trying to present himself. Uh, like with the false narrator, present himself as can do nothing wrong and is being misguided. And so I thought that mm-hmm. Ozu was actually uh, him uh, kind of la- lashing out, doing all these things, because at the beginning with Ozu uh, just like messing everything up, like especially with the fireworks scene at the river, where they were just like, screw all you couples, you're the worst, you're the bane of existence. And I, it just seemed like something very immature child lashing out. And so that's why I thought that uh, Ozu was originally just Watashi uh, using a different personality to vent. Okay, I had a very similar thought initially. I didn't. I didn't. I initially from the get go didn't think Ozu was a real person, or if he was, he was somebody yeah. that um, Watashi had a very poor image of. But because I started it did, to think. It didn't, even see, what, it didn't even see like other people were interacting with him for a while. Yeah. So. I started to think that rather than being like a split personality, he was um he was a delusion or some kind of personification yeah. of his anxiety and his self doubt. No, yeah, and like he, I, I I thought that he believed that Ozu was a sec- separate person, uh, for him to blame someone on, but was still him. 
and he just wasn't aware of it, like in uh, Fight Club. Yeah, exactly. But, and then as it gone on, I thought, like, I was really kind of going deep on the, it's a big, like, Oz is a delusion, because as it was going through the different timelines, I was thinking, okay, well, this is weird. Maybe, like, it says he's a Ronin at the beginning. Maybe he's just, like, wondering, like, how his life could be different, and he's playing out all these different scenarios in his head, and they're, like, really elaborate, and none of it actually happened, and he's just going completely delusional and imagining all these things that never happened. Well, to be fair, Jake, it, it's very possible that that actually could be, because they never explained the time thing. That's true. They never actually mm-hmm. say that he was in, like, a well, world of infinite rooms seeing his past lives. So see, it still see, could be I a was, delusion. Yeah, you're... I was going to say, the one the one strike against the delusion is that the only part... I mean, you could just go with it, just some weird phenomenon that Well, yeah, that too. The like, they, end, they purposely... The very, well, I, I think they purposely made it but I just I, Well, I was just going to say, at the end, with all the moths, I got the impression that all those moths that mysteriously showed up came because all there's one moth in each of his infinite rooms that were now all connected because he smashed all the walls... So once he got out, all the moths flew out, and that's why all those moths were following him. Watashi blatantly says that he's not going to explain the moths because the viewer should understand by this point. <laughs> like he, no, yeah, he blatantly yeah. says that. That's true. He no, yeah. yeah. Um, well, and that's and that's why I was thinking. I was like, I feel like the moths are because of like all those worlds or something like mm-hmm. that, which only makes sense if that was actually happening. I guess. Yeah. The the and, moths kind of um, symbolize or, fear in a way. Yeah. yeah, directly and indirectly. Makes or, sense. or, rather than Maz actually showing up, maybe that's, once again, if we're thinking about, like, Unreliable Narrator, maybe people were just freaked out by this naked guy that just showed up. <laughs> well, I mean, it's... Akashi did blatantly freak out about the moths for yeah, the one last like, time. Uh, if, like, if, she, if people didn't, fi- like, visibly, like, react to the moths, I would have thought that they were metaphorical in some way. Yeah, um, yeah but <laughs> while you were, Until I started reacting. Um, in, that, in that world, at the very end, no one knew who he was. This was a world no, without yeah. him. Yeah. Just a naked guy just showed up. <laughs> which, <laughs> but, um, which does support so... my theory that it's like all like a delusion. Or at least, if it's not a delusion, the timeline where he just stays in his room and then discovers all the timelines is the true one. Yeah. Well, and what I think is interesting about that is that he mentions how, like... It, it, while he's in the room, I forget what, exactly what he says, but he mentions something about, like basically laying himself bare but when that line's made he's in his clothes but then like as he's leaving his clothes tear away and i always was wondering at that part i'm like was that to imply that he was always naked but they just like he just was imagining himself in clothes and now he's trying to see like the world no i feel like or it was all that to I imply feel like that his was... clothes were just so tattered no it was probably because, because of, like... it was like a symbolic of like all of his um preconceived notions about his life and all of his mm. hang-ups about I his life and it... all that shit was just like fading away from him he just got rid of it yeah no sure, i think like i'm pretty sure it was a metaphor for him being reborn anew yeah that's yeah. definitely that what sense. i took from it i i mean i feel the metaphor i just meant in terms of like trying to think about what's happening in the world like mm-hmm. if, if basically are we accepting this whole what happened with the, the with the infinite worlds thing or are we assuming that as an unreliable narrator this isn't what was really going on but like, i don't want to say one way or the other to be honest see. i, kinda, Honestly, I, I like feel like you kind of got to take some of the surrealism with a little grain mm-hmm. of salt like i think you just have to accept mm-hmm. that like there's like the like his like mental state i think the the thing with the rooms was more of his mental state and then it sort of bled over yeah. into real life because there was just a whole surrealist bent to the whole thing and i think that's just kind of how it worked out Anyway, 
We should. I want to go back to the unreliable narrator. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Go because, ahead, Quentin. Because there's yeah, still a lot to good. say about that. So first off, mm-hmm. um, did you guys notice that almost all of the women looked fine? Yeah, yeah, Pretty I noticed much. that. They were they, they were all cuties. Uh, yeah, they all looked normal. There was nothing like absurd about any of them, really. So no. so there. First off, there was that. Um, Jogasaki was like, <laughs> like, like Jake said, he was the typical Chad. I think that's totally how Watashi was viewing him. Like he had that like really big creepy smile because he thought he was a fucking creep. And he had like the the polo and the cargo shorts. Yeah, and fucking, yeah. Like the nice hairdo. Yeah, and and, and, um, and the spe- fact that he would uh, kind of do like the uh, gently impression whenever he would shout "cut." The way oh, that he said it yeah. sound like a. Uh, sorry, Bruce Lee, not Jet Lee. God damn it. Uh, kind of like a Bruce Lee impression for that. Uh, whenever he was making his movies. Oh. And being like the director and star. Yeah, and okay, if I, I, yeah. I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, he totally romanticized like how much Jogasaki is successful with women. He like, yeah. at one point, he like sees that he was being like supported on a golden throne by like a bunch of women. But then, Yeah, like, I yeah, wanted to mention drunk. that. But then, but then, when, but then he yeah. was actually just drunk being supported by a couple dudes. Yeah, no, I wanted to <laughs> no. talk about that, how that plays in with his delusions. Because not only, that was the first time I noticed it, well, other than Ozu. Um, but yeah, I noticed that with Jogasaki, where it's like, oh god, he like fucking sees him as like this king on a throne being carried by people. And then he's like... Oh, hey, it's shooting from a different POV now, and he's just fucking drunk and literally <laughs> being held up so he doesn't fall over. Another thing I noticed is that um, with the unreliable narrator and just how he perceives people is when he's at the um, the club, the movie club, and they're being personified as like not Nazis, but they almost look fascist, and Jogasaki like looks like a fascist dictator in his getup. Yeah, and I'm like, and I was like, how fucking low and like shitty of a person do you have to be to imagine your classmates as fascists? (laughs) And then again with the um, with like the library, the secret society, they're all wearing like these like militaristic uniforms. Yeah, like he definitely sees uh, other people that have some sort of power, like being as a dictator living in a military state and just running it with an iron fist. Which is funny because in the later episodes, when he joins the secret society, he envisions himself in like this militaristic outfit. And there's one point in the series where he sees himself up on a golden throne. It's true. Yep. He does. Yep. And then he also visions the, uh, the master being like in this fucking kimono, always smoking a pipe. With his big old chin, he like look. He like looks like a typical <laughs> Japanese painting guy, like type of. Person. Yeah, he no, does. He not like, not a the typical Japanese painting yeah. that you always see uh, referenced somewhere in Japanese history. There's always that one painting of the guy with the uh, painted white face holding his arms out a bit, lean forward, and just has that giant chin. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I know what you're, uh, saying, you're talking like, about. As that as, that is exactly what he looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he he fucking he views him as like some crazy. I don't I don't really know what the word would be like. Just the the end like, all be all mentor. Like yeah. he knows everything. He he has a shit together. Like um like a sage almost. When when in all obviousness, except he doesn't because he's yeah he's been... he's just like a scummy <laughs> asshole. He he was an eight year mm. college student. Yeah, no, like, like he's he just would... a fucking bum. <laughs> They confirm he is a college student. He's been there for eight years. He never graduated because he never well, bothered. I can't decide if that's 
he's a college student or if he's a PhD student, which makes it a little different, but... He, he might be a PhD student. I mean, I don't know how yeah. it works the in way Japan. That, the, yeah, I'm the not way sure how it works implied, either. P- the way PhD that they students can it, stretch out that long, but... The way, the way that he implied it, because he, because he also... Because he also... There's a line where, um... Uh... Like somebody mentioned, like you know, don't you don't you know how awkward it is to be like you know it'd be awkward to be seen with you since like you know you're like you're like this. He's like, oh, it's awkward for them. Don't you think it's awkward for me at retaking those classes so many times? So I feel like I think they imply that it's that he's like just like a college student, not a PhD student. Now, he is in his mid twenties. Yeah. Um, something a neat detail I really liked about um, the master is you kind of see his examples of like his sloth and his laziness. Cause like not only is he like an eighth year, but I think before you find that out, it takes him two years to give back the book <laughs> yeah. that he borrowed. And he like, he yeah. puts the pins in with yeah. his toes because he's too lazy to get up. Yeah. Shit, shit like that. Mm-hmm. No, like they, they show, they, they like, they don't, they show, they don't tell. Like they actually like mm-hmm. give examples. It's, and when he, when he does character. eventually talk, when he does eventually talk, he talks about how he wants to travel the world. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm yeah and, and does he like, he want, does he actually ever do it i don't think he does does he, he well does. he leaves at the like very, three at times the, but i don't you never see him come back yeah at the very end I was of the, the series i always he got the impression that he was lying about it but i don't know you get a photo at the end mm-hmm. oh so i hate to go back to well i guess this does kind of fit into the unreliable narrator i was just looking at my notes and i remembered something that i really wanted to mention that this also supports my delu- the delusion theory is that in the episode where, like, he joins, like, the fucking bee cult, <laughs> where they're chasing him, which it makes sense in, at the f- end of the final episode why they're, like, being chased. But yeah, I thought, like, a fucking, a, like, a cult where they're like, oh, we're going to get on this blimp and fly away from the apocalypse. And then <laughs> they start chasing you. I'm like, okay, that actually kind of reminds me of, like, um that and both when, like, the, the secret police are looking for him. It no, the, me a libra- lot of, like, the library, the library police. police. Yeah. Which, Vicky, uh, are you trying to get a PhD to become a library police or a master's fucking, or whatever for that? Fucking, it- <laughs> can, I, can I talk about that for a second? Because, like... Please yeah. do. Yeah. I have, I have notes written down. Let me fucking find these notes. Okay. I literally wrote something down well, about that. Well, while after, you're finding after, those notes, I just wanted to mention really quick that, like, those scenes where he's being chased, like, they just seem so unrealistic compared to everything else that it has to, that it should be a delusion and it actually really reminded me of like uh welcome to the nhk where there's like a big conspiracy against him which yes. fits the unreliable narrator because he's thinking fuck the whole world is after me because i'm yeah. like such a cool guy yeah, pretty much um no like literally this is completely tangential but like seriously the whole like the library is gonna have all of your personal information is like the exact opposite of privacy procedures that most librarians follow like the american (laughs) library association would have had a fucking fit but but the fact that librarians do have access to information and like to utilize that and like help people utilize that that was on point so like me coming from the perspective of a librarian, I thought that was a hilarious little, like... I mean, it was from the perspective of Watashi thinking that everybody's uh, out to get him, so... Right, and I just... I don't know, I thought that was funny, because I was just like, library police, they're gonna track you down. Uh, they would have tracked me down a lot of times. I'm a bad library... I'm a bad library patron. <laughs> I've had overdue books a lot, it's bad. I, I, I was just like, speaking, because this is, this is going a bit about Watashi's character, but I feel like I it could fit in with some... Um, of what we're talking about, and I feel like this is because earlier I was going to bring this up, but I was cut off after everybody was very fervently disagreeing with my first thing I was trying to bring up. <laughs> um, 
but I was gonna say I, I, this is not, it's like partially his character. Basically, I think it's mainly it stuck out to me most. I guess to bring up is with uh, I remember the doll's name, but the doll. Keiko. No, no, Keiko was the pen pal, wasn't she? No, oh, that no, was, yeah, Keiko was. Oh the wait, pen no, pal. yeah, you're right. Keiko was the pen pal. Yeah, um, like Cowdy, Cowdy, Cowdy. That's it. Yeah, Cowdy. Yeah, Cowdy. Yep. All right. Yep. Um, I just I couldn't get over the like one how. Should should we explain who Cowdy is? By okay, the way, we can we can we can talk about it when we like go episode by episode. Which okay, I kind of want to I kind of want to do soon. Short. You know what? Yeah, we should. You know, we should do that first. Because okay. I feel like what I'm going to get into is important to explaining. Uh, like the doll. So we'll, well yeah. The we'll first few are kind of like going to be kind of quick here. Um, so yeah, basically episodes one and two are kind of like. There's not like a whole. Basically, episode one was the setup, and it was, I, I think the point of it was to introduce everything, get you used to the style of the show, get used to the chaoticness, introduce all the characters. Like, I don't think that... Well, and to allow everything to come full circle. Yeah, and to allow everything to come full circle. I don't think there was, like, a ton of, like, super deep shit in the first episode. No. I don't know if anybody, any any of you noticed anything uh, in the first episode that, like... Not that I haven't already talked about. Yeah, because it was the one where he, ma- he joined the tennis yeah. club. I yeah. noticed a couple of, like, mm-hmm. cute animation ticks. Like, I like the tennis rackets making hearts when the people are, like, oh yeah, cute couples and shit. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so. yeah. The only thing that I haven't said about episode one um, that I kind of want to mention is <laughs> they should have fucking started the episode at the end where they're getting pushed off the bridge and then just, like, pause, do, like, a record scratch. You're probably wondering how I got in this situation <laughs> in the first place. <laughs> that would be no, amazing. Oh, do you I like the Deadpool like, movie? Uh, I also like how he gets, like, all blocky and, uh, like, when he freezes up when he's trying to talk to Akashi and shit. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. It's literally it's literally visual symbolism for him becoming wooden, like, personality-wise. Mm-hmm. I, I am a wood. Okay. I am a wood. You, you fuckers don't read Dwang, so you're not going to get it. <laughs> God. Oh, boy. Um, I literally the, first, literally, the first sentence I wrote down in, in my notes for the entire fucking show was, the main character is a bundle of contradictions. Uh, well, and I feel, like, yeah, I feel yeah. like that was very, like, prophetic, almost. So he's the fir- human. The, yeah. the first thing I wrote was, look, there's a cute little kitty cat sleeping in the ramen bowl. Oh, my God. Yeah, we heard you talking to Kelly about that <laughs> when you were eating dinner. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, the second episode, I think, was to kind of hammer. It was to introduce Jogasaki first off. Um, yeah. And I think it was also to hammer down, like, the, the formula because it was actually very similar to the first episode in terms of like theming, in my opinion. Yeah, it it was yeah. it didn't divert too much. It was actually really similar to the first episode. No, I it felt. definitely establishes the formula. Something I noticed in the second ep- actually no, it took me to the third episode to notice. Um, where every time he goes to the fortune teller and it's like a thousand yen higher than the, you, oh, the yeah, last time, going, I'm like, it keeps going up, and he acknowledges it. And I'm like, wait, so does he know this mm. happened in the past? Because he's like, hey, that you raised your price. Yeah, I know, was, right? So that yeah, kind of threw me It's hilarious loop. because... I also like, episode, how, I, I like how the fortune teller gets more and more abridged as it goes on. Like, I, I think it got to a point where, like, by the end, he literally walks up to her and she says, 10,000 yen. <laughs> like, that's... Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember like, that. There's an opportunity no, she, you should grab it 10,000 yen. <laughs> 
Like, she literally just goes by on, like, a scooter or a cart or something and swipes his wallet. I like how they, I like how they made things that they repeated, like, still amusing to watch, even if it was the same thing. Like, I, I, I just like how they made things, like, different, even if they were, like, repeated episode by episode. Like, like, the fortune teller thing. They had that, they added that little quirk, which just made it a little bit more tolerable than, you know. Just repeating it every over and over. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the second episode was the movie club. Jake already said a little bit about the fascism and whatever. Uh, I, I noticed that the uh, the movies that they were making, Ozu and Watashi, I think they were plots for later episodes, if you guys didn't notice that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Especially yeah. the man locked in the Tommy room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the one that mm-hmm. stuck out Like that, when you mentioned that it referenced that. I'm like, oh yeah, because wasn't there one where he was locked in the Tommy room and that's the only one I remember now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As soon as... As soon as, a, as soon as... All right, go on. There was also the romance one uh, where uh, it's him romancing mm-hmm. Oz and at the end of uh, the movie where Oz takes off the wig... It shows him accepting Oz for who he is. Ozu mm-hmm. shows him expe- accepting him for who he is, which is what happens at the very end of the movie uh, or end of the series. I also yeah. I also thought it was a nice twist because it was like him falling for Ozu, and that was actually the person sending him letters at which, least at first. Yeah. <laughs> um, which uh, so him ex- his, him falling for Ozu is kind of what happens because he does acknowledge like. Dude, we have the black string of fate. I don't care what you say. We're sticking together. We're best friends. Mm-hmm. When it was completely flipped around at the beginning. And then the uh, the third mm-hmm. episode was when he so, joined the cycling oh, okay. the cycling club. That bicycle was the most colorful thing in this entire series. <laughs> it, was, it was a pretty good bike. Um, I noticed that the uh, the aside from aside from the rock wall in episode two. This that was just made of the, boobs. The, the rock boob, wall. The boob wall. The boob yeah, wall. The boob wall. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I know the, 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 the third episode was the uh the episode where like 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 there were starting to be like themes to the episodes. So in the third episode it was that he was trying way too hard to reach his goals and impress everybody when he could just not try and still, you know, be doing good so basically the point is he tried to impress everybody by getting muscles but then everybody was like why the fuck did you do that you should have just stayed how you were because he failed at the cycling and so he got recruited to uh help out with the Birdman thing and they're like we like you as frail as you are we need someone just as frail and and pathetic as you they're basically just saying we like we like you how you are stop changing yourself just because you think this is what we want yeah. yeah, and then, and then he, he changed himself. Yeah. He thinks that they chose him because he was on the and cycling then, club, but was the perfect weight. So he was like, fuck it, I'm going to put on muscle. And ha- actually, Jogasaki was the one that helped him out with that. Like, Jogasaki was a bro. It's yeah. True. No, it. like, and Jogasaki was a cool guy all throughout. Like, I kind of want to go back to episode two to talk about the bullshit that they put Jogasaki through. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, like... That was that was fucking that was that was not that wasn't cool, man. Fuck you. Because Watashi. the way that the way that Watashi explained Jogasaki being like the fascist leader and always putting him down, so Ozu was like, "Hey, you want to get some revenge? I got an opportunity for us to get revenge. Uh, we can change his upcoming movie and all that shit." And then all the stuff that he used to describe Jogasaki, the same way he described Ozu at the beginning, uh, 
especially with the super womanizing thing going on. And the part that made me laugh the most, and I actually had to pause the series to write things down. When he started grading women by their boobs. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you cannot find a way to say this guy is a womanizer more than uh, having a, having him just sitting in a chair with an appraising monocle uh, drooling over a clipboard, telling girls to stick their boobs into holes in walls and giving them the best descriptions I've ever heard. Uh, yeah, and then the third episode had a really good line that I liked that literally basically was the point of the episode. He said, like, uh, could Icarus have ridden the wind and not had he not tried to flap his wings so hard? Yeah, no, like, that was a perfect, like, one-sentence summary for that episode. It, it was it was a really good line. I like that one a lot. Um, the fourth episode was arguably my least favorite of the entire show. Which one was that? Uh, like, I have notes he, on it somewhere. The one where that, he, That's where he was the disciple. Yeah, he becomes the Love God's disciple. Or oh. the master, I guess. I, he, yeah. he joined the Going Home Club. Yeah. And that's where you find out about the proxy war. Yeah, oh, proxy that war. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which uh, which goes back to episode two. The real reason why Ozu uh, had him change the movie was for the proxy war. The the two highlights of that episode for me were the song that the master sung. and uh, Yeah, no, it was a pretty song. And then, and then I liked the visual metaphor of uh, at the end when the proxy for like, the proxy war's weight was on, like, Ozu's, or not Ozu, uh, Watashi's shoulders, like, almost literally... But then they all like fell off when he decided to not carry on with the proxy war. And also, this is the one where uh, things started to diverge a bit because instead of having the cake show up in his room, there was a big bag of money. Yeah, yeah no, and he I just accepted it as funds for the proxy war, which you find out later is connected to the whole like yeah. being stuck in the tatami. He fucking yeah, gathers no, all like, the money. I get it now. Yeah, he gathers all the money um, in all the rooms and then leaves it in that one. Honestly, my biggest problem with that episode was like they just kept talking about proxy wars, and in my mind, I'm just thinking, I know our economy. I kept thinking of Metal Gear. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> proxy wars without end. Yeah. Um. So the fucking the fifth episode was the softball club one where he joins uh the, the a cult. cult. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. he joined that one. Was... He joins the softball club because of the fact that uh. They didn't do anything. They were just a bunch yeah. of people that were always happy and uh, sharing <laughs> was... like very high opinionated things. And then he would try to join the conversation and would say an opinion yeah. that would just ruin everything. Like everyone's like, "Oh, that... you gotta have the most organic food to feed your children so that they grow episode... big and strong." It's like, and then he comes in with like, "Yeah, but you know, cup ramen's pretty good too." <laughs> and they all just shun him. They just like, yeah, give him the that... cold shoulder. That episode was that episode... a fucking trip. That episode was literally just about, like, that episode was literally just about, like, him realizing that people are fake bitches a lot of the time. Well, I also, I also, well, if you think of the unreliable narrator thing, you could also think that he just assumed that they were all fake bitches as well. Yeah, the way that he saw them was pretentious assholes and being fake and all that. Maybe it was literally just a bunch of people that actually enjoyed doing what they were doing. He was literally just fucking Holden Caulfield, that episode. God, what a bunch of fucking phonies, man. Yeah, like, he totally probably was just thinking it. I don't know. Like, I I think this episode was putting extra emphasis. Go on. Well, I was gonna say, I feel like... I don't know. I guess, for some of these things, I feel like he's an unreliable narrator, but at the same time, his experiences aren't completely invalid. Like, there is still some... I mean, 
they all obviously are were really fake because the whole like health food thing was just a scam to get into this cult so like they were all being really phony you know like I mean, it wasn't yeah, just him but... being unreliable maybe maybe his direct interactions with them weren't quite as phony as they but were but like we also like, their don't entire know concept, for their sure entire... maybe he just thought that health food thing was a bullshit phony thing like maybe it was actually legit and maybe everything was right and that was actually quentin 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 what? it was their golden willy wonka ticket to get into the cult okay that's pretty damn fake i don't know fine <laughs> but yeah. but this 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 episode was also putting extra emphasis on the fact that doing something that you aren't to reach yeah. like to reach a okay we need to also mention that his fucking goal was super vapid and like nothing oh yeah <laughs> like, no and it's no, so his, fucking his, annoying because one second he was like goal. god this girl's really pretty but i'm not i'm not so fucking shallow that i'll bu- spend a bunch of money to maybe meet see this girl again and the very next and scene he's he buying like a shitload does. of product yeah i which, know right like his goal is always just his, to be a, goal... like meet a raven-haired maiden and like okay i yeah. want you to know in japan Every woman is a raven-haired man, <laughs> right? And like he's like, romanticizing like his goal, this. His it's just saying. It's just saying. I want to meet a girl. While we're on the subject his... of this, I thought it was an interesting, like maybe not a juxtaposition, but he seems obsessed with a raven-haired maiden, like somebody who's pure. But his inner thoughts are very deprived, and he himself is See, kind of um. He not argues a perverted with his man, dick. but he's very yeah. He argues with his dick, literally, <laughs> his Johnny. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say just just bringing this up point right here. Maybe not. We don't have to get super into it now. Maybe, but I feel like the whole like his his goal every time is related to just like basically like go, going on a date, being with a girl, getting into a relationship. But every single time he refers to people as raven-haired ma- maidens and gets in arguments with his dick. Yeah, no, like, and I just the whole time I'm like, this guy is such a fuckboy. Yeah, right. Like he's <laughs> like, just wear a fucking, time. he's like wear a fedora and get a neck beard and fucking call Akashi <laughs> Milady. Well, he had a neck beard like, he's later a huge, on. Well, like, no, he's like, he called he called people he called he he called the people that he was interested in raven-haired maidens. Oh, that's, that's even more cringy than Milady. <laughs> that's the thing this basically was his version of milady like if you can't like rather than saying i want to meet someone nice he's like i want to meet a raven-haired maiden like yeah no what? like Devin, that's like the one thing you've gotten correct this tonight is that he is like a huge fuck boy that's he's well, no, that that boy. was that was thing that's i mean that's like the only like the second thing i said I was like, that's a large there's a lot into that later that i i guess we can discuss once we go over all the episodes um, but i feel like it's um yeah, I don't know. It's it also. I feel like that made it harder to enjoy some of the episodes because the entire time, I'm like, I feel like a lot of a lot of the plot and development that's going on is like wanting to see what goes on with this guy. But the whole time, I'm like, this guy is such a fuckboy. Why do I care? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's how I felt. The only I also want to I also want to say with the cult, uh, when he was standing in the crowd of the cult and everyone was smiley face and the cult leader came out, it reminded me of Mob Psycho with dimples. It was uh, really religion going on. Yeah, but um, and, and the fact that he was the only one not smiling, I was like, "What is he mob now?" <laughs> but um, yeah. So the I just wanted to mention real quick that episodes one through five were basically like this. This show was kind of split into three parts, really. One through five, yeah. which was like mm-hmm. the like the, all the chaos and confusion, and then like six through eight, which was like the the whole like choice, like separated timeline, like choice arc with the three girls, and then there was like nine through eleven, which was like all the revelations. Also, uh, don't forget about what happened at the very end of episode five. Yes, uh, I wanted to after mention after everything's that. been resol- resolved. 
he's sitting in his room and then he gets a visitor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the fucking head pops through. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, it's yeah. himself. Yeah. Head, it's himself from just episode a very, ten. Yeah, I, and yeah. I know that now. But a at the very time, bearded I was like, man. So he's just like fucking crazy. Is he like? seeing like his future self coming to warn him about something are we really getting into like this level of like nhk-ness i love no i I love that shit (laughs) no like it was good shit like i was like what the fuck is that and then i just kind of forgot about it and then episode 10 happened i was like oh shit yeah it all comes together okay yeah like every single one is connected so yeah so then episode six was probably my favorite episode (laughs) the fucking english conversation club uh, episode wanna... six was the one where he was sitting in the room trying to decide whether he should bang the dentist or not for like 15 minutes. <laughs> this is like what made me See, hate him the most, the most is because like that during... was the most. Go ahead, Devin. Yeah, go on. No, no, you go. Okay. You go. Like this is the episode that annoyed me the most about Watashi because he spent so much of it just arguing with his dick. And I'm like, no, this isn't like a fucking conversation. Quit being a fucking beta and just. If you don't want to fuck, say, if you don't want to fuck, say, I don't want to fuck. I don't want to do this. Don't spend 15 minutes fucking deciding over it. Jake. No, yeah, he's, we've all been there. No, this is okay. This is the thing. This is what I hated about. Yeah, that but scene. I didn't run into a like... fucking bathroom no. and cried about it. No, the whole, the whole, the whole. <laughs> I feel like the reason that bugged me about that episode so much and what actually made me really uncomfortable watching it was he's basically sitting there being like, I don't want to have sex. And then his like literal personification of his penis in his mind is telling him, yeah, do the thing, do the thing. And he has to get into this huge argument in a bathroom and like cry about it. And then he's so proud of himself when he doesn't do it. And the entire time, it's like at the very beginning of it, he realizes this would be wrong because she's drunk and I'm drunk and, you know, we shouldn't be doing this. And then he argues with himself about whether or not he should do it. And at the very end, he's like, no, but we shouldn't because she's drunk and I'm drunk and it wouldn't be right. And it's like, if you really think that it's not right, if you really think it'd be a problem, why are you having this argument with your penis? I mean, that's the point. Because he's drunk. He's a decisive fuckboy. I mean, also that. But But, like, there's also the fact that like sometimes... Devin, like, I know, I know, like, this isn't good, but people don't always think rationally, especially if they're lonely and horny and drunk. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's like, not a good thing. Are, are so always dedicated guess, to that. I guess going, going to the whole drunk thing, I can't speak from experience how that, I guess how that might, like, like, might, like, that might, like, you know, be going on. But I guess I thought it was, like, really, like, almost kind of scary the fact just thinking about like i don't know like uh, is it really an issue so much that someone would be like sitting there like locked in a bathroom being like oh my gosh do i have sex with the person especially in a situation when you feel like it could be wrong to also do so. let's not forget about what happened early in the episode that led up to that moment because that's how the episode started and ended where he was in the bathroom uh because what led up to that moment was him getting closer with the dentist and then uh hearing that she was having troubles with her boyfriend and was potentially going out on a date with her uh, co-worker that was apparently a sleaze. And then he yeah. went, he at first went to protect her. Like he didn't go he was, like, to, to her. Keep up banging her. Yeah, but that's, he, he didn't ever go into the situation with He's, the intention of banging her because he went there with the intention of saving her, but then got the really fucking time, drunk. Even, even if, even though he went there being like, I'm there to save her. She was always on his little mind game board game, like his little mind board game of dating, treating her as like this, like object of desire, this thing that he wanted that, that might, well, yeah, at, Devin, at that like, it's like not, it's not like, it's not a good, uh, it's not a good thing 
but like yeah. the point of that episode is to to give that message like that's a that's well, the, that's, the issue, that's i guess the issue that i have the issue that i had with it i guess is that like the way that they went about it i felt like the message was never like this is bad it was okay like, no but good but, job you didn't do the thing well yeah like, like that I, like to I, be I, fair though Devin, when like that is that's still the that's a still a good decision to come to though like it's it's still a good decision i just i felt i guess it felt really awkward how it seemed like this really intense like, one and then followed up like by, not every like not like, every like as sad as it is not every human being on the planet is going to just be born like on like the moral high ground they like sometimes they do probably need to debate with themselves and figure out what is right and wrong like sometimes you do need to like have a self-reflection moment like not not everybody is just inherently good 100 percent of the time like that like that's just a thing like I, I it's the episode is not like it's not it's not good well, guess, what like what he did isn't good well, it's, but it's, it's totally I'm not, I'm not realistic arguing, arguing, i think i'm not saying i'm not saying he has to be always everything he does has to be good clearly that would i mean be the like that would ruin a lot of stories including this one as far as like talking about how he grows but i guess i feel like the i guess the underlying issues of what he did and a lot of the underlying issues of some of the symbolism surrounding those three episodes those three arcs i feel like never got addressed like they were used they were used to characterize but once again i guess i felt like by the end we were we were we were sitting there supposed to accept that he grew away from those things because they didn't get brought up again well yeah that's the point like i don't think they really need to be brought up again but it's i guess i disagree and that's where it's like that's where a lot of i I thought the entire point of that i thought the entire point of the episode was to not let loneliness guide your decision making I feel like to the whole point of the episode was to kind of like he wasn't he was it was, it was to like not let loneliness like like guide you and everything, but I mean one he let it do it like three times before he got it right, which I think is like was only only not bad in a like you know you can't make the same mistake twice, but it's like I just feel it was annoying as far as like a re it's like this is the same episode this is the same episode, <laughs> um I don't know at least that's how I felt um but uh. I don't know. I, I, I feel like there's a lot of value I, to, like, all of this. But I, I, I feel like I feel like it's they address the fact that he shouldn't let like loneliness be his guide. But I guess they didn't address how he was valuing the people that he was. Well, he wasn't though. Guess, That's the point. He was letting loneliness guide that decision making. Therefore, he wasn't valuing the people. And I guess I don't know. I guess like I okay, like so Devin, end, this is gonna wasn't. I'm gonna oust myself here, and it's gonna be terrible. Yeah, yeah, go. For but it. I used go to be it. like that. Like I like I I related really hard to this episode, and that's really shitty. But I did. Like so, I I can understand that mental like well being. I'm also I'm also with Quinn on this one with how relatable it is to be in that situation because I have been in a situation kind of like that before, like not under the same uh, situation and all that but just a similar situation that he was in where it's like the opportunities presented, I could do the, op- I could go through with it, but it would be wrong. Yeah, and just like, having wait, that moral dilemma. Can I, okay. Can I can interject finally now that y'all fuckers are stopped? Well, not, not oh, I didn't know. I didn't know you wanted to talk. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. I've been trying for the past <laughs> yeah, like 15 sorry. minutes here. So you guys are all embasting him for like being like, Oh, having this argument with his dick. And I'm like, listen, I'm not gonna, not gonna pry into someone's like inner 
you know, whatever. They can have whatever argument with they with themselves that they want. What matters is what they do in the end, and he did not actually try to have sex with her while they were both drunk, and that's what matters. And well, yeah, that was I think my that's point. Really... That, that, I think well, that's yeah. what matters. Like I know, but I'm just trying point, to say, I like, I, I feel like, I, I don't know, there was, like, really, like, angry, like, he's just having this argument with his dick, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, he's drunk, so, like, fucking whatever. Like, I think it's not that well, big a deal. I guess, I guess the point... I guess the point that I was trying to make is that, so I was expecting after things like that and after just things that happened afterward, I was expecting, um, I guess more development in terms of him, like actually showing some form of legitimacy legitimacy towards like people and their actions and what they, I guess, like, I don't know. Once again, I, I think maybe you should wait because I feel like all this is building up to what happens at the okay, end. Okay, so like, like let's guess, like, let's go into episode so seven. Maybe should wait let's go into episode this. seven. Yeah, then. maybe we should wait. Okay, so episode seven was the one where he had like guarded Cowardy the doll, which yeah. was arguably uh, like this episode was kind of creepy to be honest because I I literally could not get behind the idea of somebody falling in love with a doll. <laughs> no, it was great. This was like my favorite episode. But I but I really really liked the message that it hampered in at the end where um uh what was it basically he finally technically he technically finally gets what he desired which was a raven-haired maiden but i mean she was a doll but it didn't really matter to him obviously um but he came to the stuff should should we but he but we we didn't say it before quinn should we say what the doll is now and like the origin of the doll and what it's from okay yeah but like yeah yeah actually i want to say what i was going to say i I want to say what i was going to say later then yeah like it's Somebody, somebody, pick that up, Kyle. You do. Yeah. Okay. So, the the okay. doll actually belongs to Jokasaki, the film director, and it is basically a like very high definition sex doll, and Jokasaki views it as his girlfriend. So, like where uh, Watashi describes him as like this big womanizer, really, there's only one woman for him, and it's that doll. And the the way that he gets this doll. Uh, the way that Watashi gets the doll is that the proxy war is still going on and the doll was used against him uh, during the proxy war in that video to ruin his reputation and shame him. So mm-hmm. he went and took the doll and gave it or temporarily gave it and left it in uh, Watashi's room because he knew that Watashi was so spineless that he would never touch another man's woman like that. Cause it, it wasn't don't touch my stuff. It was don't fucking touch my woman. Yeah, it's true. But I, I also think like, I also think the 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 fact that it was a doll led to the led to the idea that we could let go of the the allegory that it's a like I don't know another man's woman. As Kauri put it in Watashi's mind, uh, the her that exists only exists with him. So once like she goes back to the other guy like she stops existing true like because... the way i took the, the okay so the way i took the end of this episode was basically he ran off with the doll and he finally he realized he, he, st- want... he stole another man's waifu <laughs> but like <laughs> i think the way i took it was that he finally was able to get what he wanted which was the raven-haired maiden that he's been desiring this whole time but then he like made the self-realization that he doesn't believe he's worthy of his own dreams <laughs> that's the way that i took it mm-hmm because also uh go on i I don't know like that's that's it really because at the end he like didn't go through with anything and then he just like let it go and then he was like he he, he, like broke down but then his penis wanted to i mean he broke down physically and mentally because that was after he realized that was was after he gave up though like 
No. Yeah, he gave up and his penis took I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying what well, happened. Yeah, yeah, but literally, like, like, he should like, like, why the f- he shouldn't have ran away? He should have just put his dick in the doll. <laughs> oh my fucking god. <laughs> See, here's here's the thing. I guess and it's this just is a toy. Thing, Friends is... share toys all the time. Oh my god. Jake, I'm not sharing that kind of toy oh with you. Oh my god. This is going. This is going into. It's like it's like I thought. I guess I wasn't so much. I was a, a bit distracted from that message because I feel, like, I feel like a lot of what I was thinking about was how, like, and this is I guess part of the whole like you know kind of getting and realizing like you know not really being sure about like what he wants or still being like the indecisiveness about is that like, he, up until that point essentially and like I I would argue still throughout he is tr- he very much treats other people as objects not like specifically like women but like women too but like he very much doesn't i feel like doesn't really seeing them as their own agents he's seeing them as like actors almost like things in his world well but see this is why this is why i think my point that i saw out of this episode specifically works for episode seven because she was a doll because then because because then you can dehumanize her because she is a doll and then you can re- and yeah, then you can well, realize that he's making that self actualization without worrying about the the woman's feelings in that situation. Well, and 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 he he is, and and I thought it was interesting a way about um, specifically the doll is that like so he he's doing that, and he's like he's uh, like I guess giving those characteristics that he desires to this thing that basically can only agree because it can't it can't disagree. So like he's kind of like trying to realize all of his desires in a very in like kind of like just all of his like more like selfish desires within himself in the same way that this other guy was with that doll but like you know i guess potentially i don't know i guess it depends on how you view that relationship in actuality the way the way that watashi viewed the doll was in completely a sexual way the way that jogasaki viewed the doll was completely romantic See, see but the thing is with the way that um the doll, like, but the way that he viewed himself with the doll, the way that he viewed uh, Jokosaki with the doll, the way that, like, the doll is described, and at, at any point, in, in any point where the doll is described, where the doll is described in a relationship, it's always a pure form of love. And I thought that was interesting only because it's like, I assume, because I assumed at first with the whole, they're just referring to Jokosaki basically just like as far as how he viewed the doll and everything in like this very just romantic way. Um,. But it just kind of got kind of muddled once again because we have an unreliable narrator about what exactly that meant, and so it was like, is this? I guess so. I was, I guess I was asking myself by the end of that episode, is this a pure form of love because it's like you know, it's it's more romantic or it's supposed to be more romantic, and he was seeing himself as like not really worthy because it wasn't all not all it wasn't just all romantic for him, which is why he was kind of having that like doubt at the end like as like at least partially or is he is he just seeing this as like a more pure form of love because it's easier to have just this pure love when you it's one-sided when you have this like when you don't have an active agent on the other side of it i think you're wrong i think it was a very i I wasn't like i was i i think it was it was definitely a very sexual thing yeah in this attraction otherwise he wouldn't be having like this inner monologue with his dick like these three up these three episodes like it's just abundantly clear that he just wants to get his dick wet (laughs) yeah well yeah but but the thing is is that so in before that moment happened i don't think he viewed i guess like how he desired the doll in that way 
until that moment happened. So it's I guess the point that I'm going with is that I feel like it was. Whereas I guess you saw like I agree with you like how you saw the whole like he like he finally got what he thought he, what he thought he wanted, and he didn't feel like worthy of it i feel like that's like you know one way of like looking at it i was just also looking at it as a sense of like it's like maybe part of that he this whole time he's viewing this doll as this very pure form of love and then he has it and he just maybe is reconsidering what that means yeah mm. uh, I yeah i can see that <laughs> let's go on to episode eight uh actually before we go on to episode eight there is one other part of episode seven that we didn't talk about and it's uh what the episode is based, what the episode is titled, "The Hero Show," uh, and his his yeah. interactions at the beginning, uh, at the very beginning of the episode when he oh, is doing yeah, the yeah. Hero Show as one of those uh, bear toys, like Ochiguma. the power the Power Ranger teddy yeah. bear thing, uh, and his actual first interaction with uh, Akashi, because at that point Akashi is just in high school and he's in his first year of uh, college, and how he's one of the bears and actually saves her, but then does nothing to lead up with, like follow through with it. Yeah, he showing that he had he had better intentions at the time. Like he did that as uh, a fun activity and as a way to make money. Like even though he said it's not really for the money because he think, only makes like thirty. I think bucks it was symbolic for he has good intentions for the the woman that he actually cares about. He, he wants to protect the girl. Like, he wants to be someone that the girl can look up to. Mm-hmm. And, like, at the beginning of the episode when he saves her and doesn't do anything with it, it's more of a noble deed than uh, just... Well, and the thing I didn't realize was either he didn't even know who she was at the time. True. No, he didn't. But I think it was just symbolic of, like, the show in general, not necessarily... I think, I well, think... when I first saw that, I'm like, whoa, so is this episode going to be about how he has, like, a hero complex? Like, that was my first thought. And that's not quite what it ended up being, but, like, that was my interest. That was, like how i initially processed that and wondered if that's the direction it was gonna go in i was gonna say even less than him being a hero i just feel like that was supposed to show like once again i guess he's more like good natured self because it's like it wasn't he wasn't in that situation thinking oh my gosh here's this chick i'm gonna go help her he just saw somebody that was like you know like you know something was happening and it was a distressing situation and he went and helped like he wasn't like like once again, I guess like you're saying, like he wasn't looking for anything else besides that. He just wanted to, like he was just trying to help the, like help them out and everything. And yeah, I don't know. Beyond that, I don't really know how much what else we're supposed to get out of that. Or, except maybe that one, the whole like he, like that happened, but like as their first time meeting, and he was the white one, and the white one is the one that she's like always looking to re- get returned to her. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, episode eight, <laughs> the one where he was writing letters to a uh, Keiko. Oh. In, yeah. In close. This this episode had some good suffering right there. That I really was... I I really liked how he kept imagining so, himself as like this weird shoujo protagonist, like drinking sparkling wine. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was like such a fucking weird like self image for himself because I've never seen him put himself on like a pedestal like that before. <laughs> at he, least in which he at did, least to he that extent. It, which he did it because of the fact that he could like the what he mm. imagined is he was never going to actually meet this girl or interact and he wanted her to like him and nobody yeah. likes him for who he actually is so he went ahead and made him what he wasn't and to make himself seem interesting and likable mm-hmm. and that quickly turned south when all of a sudden she was like i want to meet you or these letters are gonna stop i thought it was both creepy when he decided like i guess a little creepy 
but like just most because we see his inner thoughts like more on it. Uh, he sent the letter in the first place because at first, at first he was like, "Yeah, I'm just telling people." You I don't know, think that's kind of creepy. It's, it's just a story. Well, but he straight up says the reason why he wants to do it is because don't, don't these pen pal things end up with like romantic situations happening? And I it's still like, don't really think that's so creepy wait, to be honest. I I no. feel like it's I feel like it's a little creepy to be like I'm just gonna start mailing this person randomly see if they respond to me because you know maybe we'll bang someday. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel mean, like that's the, a little the weird. first the intention of the first letter was to. Like, no, he says he says as he's like to the viewer like at the very end about like the romantic situations like you know arising because of these letters like he talks about all these things about what he wants he's like oh just interesting i thought it was curious little thing and i mean don't these romantic situations develop because of this like literally everything he does in the show until the end is because he wants romance to happen mm-hmm. okay um, i just i just don't remember that part and that's just simple optimism <laughs> yeah um and and so I thought that was a little weird, and I was like, okay. And I thought it was, I guess, further and creepy that, like, as he was getting letters from this person, he, like, was, like, I guess not not un, not surprising because of that being, like, originally what he, like, was, like, thinking in the first place, but, like, how he was, like, through the letters, like, really idealizing this person and, like, cutting out images to, like, have, to, like, a to, picture of them. Yeah, to give himself a visual representation of how he imagines her based on the letters that he gets. Yeah, like, he never met her, and he wanted to have, like, some yeah, sort of face just, to the name, I, although he never I, once did a thing, thing to the face. I, I guess I just, I don't know. I, I I thought it was a little weird. I don't know. Does anybody have anything, like, super crazy to say about Episode Eight? Because I actually don't really no, have much. No, not particularly. Like I'm, I'm checking my notes. I think oh, I've, uh, I've other, really Other than mentioned... the fact that Keiko was Ozu. <laughs> yeah, I, no, Okay, that's... also, did any, the third, did the third creep. like how there was Irish pubs in Japan? Yeah, no, I thought that yes. was interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, think... okay, Keiko started as Ozu, but then it uh, turned into Ak- Akashi. Well, I mean, yes. yeah. That's important only because um, that means, I mean, it was, like, I'll still, like, I guess false, but, like, it kind of shows, like, some care that she, like, you know, Ozu was like, okay, whatever, it was a joke, and she was like, I mean, he's going to be upset, right? Yeah. And, like, she kind of continued it to try and, like, it shows. It shows that she cares, and it. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's good so stuff. I have, I was, no, I have two things to say. So one is a statement, and one is a question. The comment that I have is, I feel like that was really the moment where I was like, their interactions are really genuine. Like it's not, it's not just him, or at least, I guess again, unreliable narrator. But like, it's not just him, like thinking like, oh, maybe. Maybe Akashi likes me, but like I just feel like it's really presented as like Akashi like genuinely gives a shit about him, which I thought yeah, was he's kind of never cool. he. I don't think he's ever actually worried about Akashi liking him ever. Like once. no, he's really not. Which is I think no. which is I think part of like part of like what makes it so genuine is that he never is like chasing after her, but they kind of just come together and like really like mesh well together. Um, yeah, because that was basically the perfect opportunity for him to try to go after her when she re- revealed that she was the pen pal. Right, and, I think, and I think he thought that too, but then he's like, well, maybe I yeah. shouldn't. Well, well, he almost he almost did at the end there, because that was part of the whole part of the ending. He was like, there, it's like, maybe I should, maybe this should be a thing that happens. I don't know, it's a thing. And then he like immediately stops like, no, I can't just do that. I gotta, like, I can't just do it out of, like, loneliness just because she's the next person, just because, you know, I have to do other things, which, once again, at that point in time... I think was, like, you know, good. Because at that point in time, he wasn't being, like, looking at the decisions, being like, look how genuine it is. Look how I spend time, like, like talk, just we just kind of talk and chill. He was looking at it from the perspective of, well, I mean, she's here. And, like, that's not a good reason. But he also doesn't jump on it then. Yeah. 
Um, things happen later. I... Also at the very... Oh, go ahead, Vicky. Well, I was going to say, I had a question. So, like, this was the episode, I don't know if it was the first one, but it's the one I noticed. There's, like, picture, there's, like, the real-life footage of, like, bubbling beakers or, like, a coffee maker Yeah, it's the it's his, co- yeah. It's, it's, it's his coffee maker in his room. I don't really know if that means anything, but it's there. Yeah, because it seemed, it seemed <laughs> yeah. to appear at, like, weird, like, crucial moments, but I couldn't figure out what it was supposed to be. Maybe it's, like, him reaching the boiling point or something. I don't know. Maybe. It, it could yeah, be something I don't like know. that. I didn't know if anyone else had, like, any thoughts on that, because I was like, oh, what does this mean? No, I, I didn't really take any note of it. Oh, I, I actually, it's, I have something else to say about that episode. <laughs> it was just the third creepy thing that he did that episode was, I can't go to the person's house. That would be wrong. Immediately goes to the person's house. Yeah. Well, all right let's uh also at the very end God of the episode it. when the, no no this, I'm, this is just a statement it's just a statement i'm gonna say to move on at the very end of the episode when the clock turned back ozu's face was on the clock this time that's yes. true yes. but that's that, that was to yeah. symbolize that episode nine was all about ozu yeah which we already talked yep. about ozu so we could skip episode nine yeah, there was actually only one thing I wanted to mention in the visuals specifically after looking at my notes for episode nine is like, this is straight out of Monogatari when they're in like the fucking officer's room. It's like stark white with just like a red table and like the oh, guy's purple yeah. outfit. I'm yeah, like, holy right. Monogatari, Batman. Oh, I, I did like how that in episode was... nine, the master uh, told Watashi specifically uh, the root of your evil is relying on one on one of your other possibilities to grant your wish, except that you are per, uh, the person here now, that and that you can't become any other anyone else other than that person. Yeah, that was Which like was the big takeaway from that episode. Literally spelling out exactly what you're supposed to be getting out of this, but but yeah, yeah. So I feel like that was like one message. Yeah, I don't have much more to say about episode nine that we haven't already said previously. Yeah, pretty much. Well, except for at the end, at the very end of episode nine, the clock doesn't turn back at all. He just lays in his room and yeah. it fades yeah. out. Yeah, true. And then episodes ten and eleven, they're basically together. To be honest. Yeah. 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 Anybody? Anybody want to say anything about the um, ending? Yeah. Um. I thought the ending visuals were really cool, where he's just like laying on the mats and they're just constantly changing, because. Like, we don't know it at the time, or at least we're not told right away, that it's because, like, it's going through, like, all the different, like, lives that he lived. And, like, the you notice how, like, the patterns in the tatami mats are changing. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting, like, where he was getting really zen with just, like, being in his room. And, like, he was in that center mat. I thought that was a really cool shot. Yeah. And it, it got really philosophical at the very beginning, where he was talking about how 4.5 tatamis was... The perfect size of room. Yeah, no, he was like smaller super than zen. smaller than that. Did you guys notice that it smaller changed than to that? Six and you layer? Get... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Change the what? Yeah, because at six. the end he was like, "I'm fucking sick of 4.5 tatami rooms, so I'm getting a six. Because he never wants to see a 4.5 tatami room. So yeah, basically, ever. episode ten was like the episode where everything started to click and make sense. See, yeah. see, I disagree only because, I mean, things made sense in terms of the character interactions and stuff, but in terms of world building, I felt more confused. And I mean, I don't think there are questions that will ever get answered. I think that's part of an interesting thing to be thinking about what's going on. But I'm like, both time I'm thinking, okay, so we're going back in time. Then this, then 9 and 10 happen, or 10 and 11 happen, and I'm sitting there like, so we're not going back in time? They're just different lives? Or is he going think, back well, in time but I also think that's, seeing other that's lives? I think that's just left is in the everything. Back- 
is he going back in time and affecting other lives? He must be affecting other lives because that's where the money came from. So I and guess a, that actually happened. It was and then he literally sticks his head into one of the timelines. So. Yeah, yeah, like he yeah, can interact with these the other timelines. <laughs> like, in a way, uh, you could say that every single timeline is happening simultaneously. And also there were always the little things that happened, like the time when he walks into his room and the cake is completely eaten when he's already there. Yeah. That yeah. was him. He or He ate the cake as he was passing through the room. And uh, like I, I was honestly a little surprised that there wasn't an episode where he comes home and there's a ga- giant gaping hole in his wall. <laughs> the, the definitely yeah. are all happening at the same time, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also uh, we can basically now talk about the opening as well with. Oh, it. in a second, in, in a second, I want I wanted to mention real quick the uh, the the hanging mochiguma. It was it was like the super obvious metaphor, like obvious like obviously for him desiring you know akashi the whole time yeah but i also like the... but i really liked that it was attached to a lamp because it was visual symbolism because if he like pulls on the thing to grab it to realize what he needed to do it would turn the lamp on which would mean his life was brightening you know i or turn it back i was, I was it was always off was though so like, ah. i thought it was gonna be more of like a light bulb moment like aha oh that too i suppose yeah that works. in a way <laughs> well i also really liked how uh when he finally did grab a hold of it realizing and he looks through the gaping hole in the wall like leading all the way down he his room basically turns into a bullet train yeah no that was yeah. a cool visual like it starts moving and you hear the train you hear the train yeah. sound it was it was neat but yeah so basically the the ending is like for people that might be listening um the ending literally is that he gets out of the he he's stuck in an infinite loop of tatami rooms that are his apartment basically and he ends up stumbling on a couple of the timelines and he eventually gets out and realizes that everything is what he should he should be appreciating everything for what it is yeah because the entire time he is searching for the rose-colored life and he makes a realization that while every room is the same as his and each time he believed that he's living a miserable life he's realizing that the rooms all have their own individual quirks and he's realizing that every single life the person may not be living a rose-colored life but they're living their life to the fullest yeah, see the thing with the things and, with episode 10s and 11 uh, episodes 10 and 11 i think that they're masterfully done they just don't have as much to talk about because they're really straightforward yeah no they're very straightforward yeah, my, my well, notes and, for and, and here's... 10 and 11 were very short yeah, so here's yeah here's the thing. I totally agree with all that, and I guess this is like you know coming now that we oh actually you know before that maybe I should wait if anybody else actually make any comments. Maybe Vicky will disagree with it being straightforward. Uh no no I agree. I took like no notes. Well, because I was also very engaging. Like I just wanted to like watch what was happening and be like, okay, this is we're getting answers, that kind of thing. So. Yeah, yeah, I had to double check because I was about to be like, "Oh, we all agree." But like, wait a second, we. Have <laughs> I I forgot to I forgot to blink at some points of that episode because I was just like really drawn into it. When I just as a heads up, essentially, I as I got started, um, watching it very early on, I was like, "Is it just basically after the first episode?" I'm like, "Is it just going to be this talking this like talking this fast all the way through? This is going to be." Really I'm really tough. glad it wasn't. And um, it kind of slowed down. Yeah, it slowed I, down um, a lot. I was to say basically long story short uh i went to the i did a quick not basically non-spoilery look at the internet of what people had to say in terms of like you know just like you know like what they thought of the show and the one of the people things said is that like essentially they're like force yourself through the show and episodes 10 and 11 they'll just 
define the whole show for you. Like it'll make personally, I think they did. And and yeah, I I felt like the at the end of the by the end of the episode, it's like he got he got it that he wasn't like he like even though those lives weren't great. He was living life to the fullest and there was a good life and even if things seemed down even if nobody even if it seemed like people weren't doing what he wanted them to do it's because they're all living their own lives and he got that to the point like oh people are living their own lives their people aren't out to get me it isn't some plot it's just people are going on doing their own thing and stuff and i gotta live my life too and, and, he, and he got that but the only times that he recognized after the fact essentially anybody doing something with their life like at the end the big like wrap-up was when he was viewing people paired up in relationships and this kind of like view That's that not true. people's actions are important. The only, the only reason why he realizes that Ozu's actions were important is when he finds out that Ozu had a girlfriend and everything he was doing was for her. I think it's more, it just than, put it in than, context. It's not, it's not specific. Yeah, but, it's but, not but, because he had a girlfriend. Say, but it's because it humanized him, not because it, it's specifically for a relationship. I, I saw that and I was like, okay, so he's realizing that Ozu is somebody that like, you know, cares for somebody. He's like, he's like, it just, it just humanized him. I got all that. Um, but like, he like has a line where basically he's like talking about how it's like, oh, everything he does makes sense now he's done all this for this one girl and it's like so ozu couldn't have lived his life the way he wanted unless it was for her like i still i still don't get why you're taking it that from it i i don't like because because i guess later once again like you know as we recall back through everybody it's like he is finally able to have that meetup have that like kind of like final say with akashi um the master and the dentist person go on their journey but like he didn't um, he didn't Ozu has a girlfriend he didn't suddenly just start and the one guy really... the one guy well and the one guy has the doll and he kind of thinks back to all of that and is like yeah we're all enjoying life together like this and it just i guess basically where i'm going with this is that like i feel like he seemed to understand like, he seemed to recognize people's autonomy over their over their own lives and how like he doesn't like you know people like he started to realize that and he started to accept that he has to just kind of go out and live his life but it seemed like he was putting a lot of emphasis on life being good or people like you know having these like lives surrounding i guess surrounding these other people in that way and it kind of felt a little like weird especially after they didn't really i felt like they never really went over the weird objectification that was going on in earlier episodes they didn't have to and because so the it, point was that by the end of the episode they realized that that was wrong and then rewind it like that's literally the I, point. I, I felt like that wasn't i felt like that wasn't what he thought was wrong at the end or the, the, the he time made the decision not to do it way. that's how he realized Devin, it was wrong Devin, <laughs> the show isn't even that deep and it's already too deep for you <laughs> No, it's like okay. No, you don't fucking uh, get it. I I I think Devin gets it to some I, extent. I just think he's like no, I just think I feel he's like, thinking about I, it a little I, incorrectly. I feel like I I feel like the way that I the way I saw the show and the way I saw it all, I felt like they wanted people to assume these things and they wanted people to make this assumption or or hope that they just kind of like could pass by these things and not I guess really talk about them because they didn't want to take the time for it, which I totally get. But by not taking the time for it, I felt like it never really got addressed, not truly got addressed. I feel like they allowed the viewer to assume. And especially in a show like this, I feel like I don't want to be having to assume a whole so lot. You, so let me get this straight. And you want them to tell, not show. <sighs> yeah, that's, that's literally I, what you're sounding like, Devin. Yeah, you want it spelled out for you. 
You don't want to like pick because, up shit on your own. Because I feel like they gave. Because, well, they, I, I feel like it's. I feel. I feel like they, they give enough visual like symbolism even... for you to make your own assumptions, and they also give enough subcontext to everything for you to be able to like actually just reach those conclusions on your own without needing it to tell you this. Well, I. Well, I was gonna say first off, um, actually talking about it like this is a little more helpful than thinking about it on my own after watching it in the span of two days. But but second off, I just I don't know. Hear, even hearing all of you talk about it, I just feel like you're really looking for it, and I feel like I don't know. It just feels like you're trying to look for it. I don't know. And, and the way I, this I'm, show I'm, is structured, and it's and like I, a, I guess it's like an art house film. That shit. And, that, and, like, that, and that's I guess that's that's the thing is like I feel like it's like I don't know. I I get I get that it could be there. I get how you're seeing it and perceiving it. I'm just saying, by the end of it, just trying to feel, feel it out. Like I guess how I feel about the show and everything. It's just it just doesn't feel like it was concluded in a way that I felt like everything was concluded. I feel like they, they I feel like the end concluded in a way that they wanted it to like conclude. It ended wrapped things up in the way that they felt things needed to be wrapped up. And I felt like there was still a bit of loose ends there that like weren't. I don't know. We didn't really get to. Well, that's kind that's kind of, of animating me. That's kind of anime in general also, because but, but, they like, always well, leave okay, to be fair, but, like, like, negative I th- Okay, to, to actually put it in the context of this show, though, I think that's a little bit of the point because life doesn't always, like, like just neatly tie everything in a knot. I think the I think the whole point of this show is but life is life. But everybody fucking <laughs> deal with it and like. But everybody <laughs> can get together. That's <laughs> which I'm not even. I don't know. I'm not even mad about that. I just feel like it was weird that like that was a that was the focus on like the happy ending i don't know i mean there's nothing there's like nothing the wrong end, with a show trying to preach like good like good messages without being depressing about it i'm i might i'm not like why would it be depressing if somebody didn't end up with somebody i mean i guess but like the show did then, the then show again, did foreshadow already... him getting with her though so like it would no, be not, it would I'm be like a he... dropped ball if that didn't happen <laughs> I, I guess I'm not saying that he had he couldn't have been with her. I guess I'm just saying that it was weird that like, and once again maybe it's like you know the the quick pace is happening. But I felt like he went from like I really care about Ozu. Ozu's my friend this whole time, and kind of realizing that to being like yeah, because everything Ozu's done was for his girlfriend, and being like none of it could have been done for you. Like I feel like, like he no, did something. I feel like realized Ozu was doing both. It's bec- like I feel like yeah. Ozu he, he, I feel like he, doing stuff for his like, girlfriend. I realize he did for, for Watashi. Like I, I realize he was doing that, and I hope Watashi did, and I think Watashi. It seems did, like he did because I, I think no, the entire Watashi point, did at the, the very end. Point was at the, he at the realized very end. it because Ozu didn't look creepy anymore. That's the well. Well, he. I just he wanted to say as an aside, like at the very yeah. end when Ozu looks normal, there's like a flash where like. Um, fucking Otashi is ribbon on Ozu, and he has like the demon face for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was great. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. I like that too. But I don't think we're just gonna start running in circles because I don't think we're gonna get Devin well, to get true. it. Yeah, we, and we need to. I'll say I can. Stop. Well, we need to we wrap need this to shit up. We've been talking about Devin? this for like an hour and a half. I know, right, Devin? To be fair, though, I'll I did. Let, I just want to say really quick, Devin. I want you yeah. to know that you disagreeing is a good thing because it a lot it, it allows for discussion. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but like, I don't know. Maybe if you agreed with all of us, it wouldn't be otaku fight night. True. It'd be otaku <laughs> uh, getting along peacefully night. But um, <laughs> you you bring the in, fight. You make us what in we conclusion, are. Conclusion. I gave. I ended up giving the show a nine out of ten on my anime list. But I just figured I'd let you know. 
I, I guess, I guess, uh, what, I guess, what, does everybody else want to go on and talk about, like, what they give it, or do we kind of want to... I don't, like I said, I don't do ratings. I thought it was pretty good. I, right. uh, I had some problems with it, as I mentioned, but I would mm. still recommend people watch it and give it a give an opinion for themselves think, which if you're at this point if you're at this point and you're like haven't seen it yet and you're getting our recommendations you done fucked up so i don't know why i'm recommending <laughs> I, it i now. think it was an absolutely fantastic show that just doesn't run in line with my personal taste is all yeah same so uh, it was it was I really guess. visually appealing in a lot of ways so that was good kyle any fun no yeah i uh i greatly enjoyed this like i said before uh in the past i love anime that have a main character that's going to suffer a lot and time shenanigans. Uh, like the suffering I greatly enjoy because of seeing how the character pulls through the suffering. And I think that he pulled through really well once he finally realized what was going on and got his shit together. So I, I definitely gave this a good rating as well. Uh, like I, I also gave it a nine out of 10 on my anime list and I would highly recommend it. I guess to people. I'm gonna... I guess I'm gonna be the black sheep here because I'm gonna have to go four out of ten. Jesus, with a combination of oh with a combination of just feeling like the story suffered because they wanted to make it an eleven episode anime rather than maybe doing going with it like going another. They route didn't need as well. Eleven as was just perfect though, like Devin. There was a lot. <laughs> I know. Eleven was. Oh my god! I would We gotta cut off. We're gonna cut off right there because this is gonna just yeah, be a circular okay. argument. Okay. We don't, yeah, I would this just, argument yeah, is going to be like Tatami Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Maybe that was oh the God. point. We, we well, can't right. escape. So, no. All right. We'll decide what we're going to watch anyway, later. Like, next so, time. No, so, later. We'll, so, we'll announce that no, later. No, we, we know what we're going to watch next time. I didn't even voice my opinion well, on then, it. What are we well, watching? then tell me right now. What do you want to watch, Devin? <laughs> I, I didn't even get a chance to look up what you what, what was what was suggested. Then in the go chat. look in the fucking <laughs> chat. I don't want to do it on the podcast. Are, I need to go to what sleep. Are, what are we watching? What are we watching? Uh, we can announce we can announce it next time we or next time we record. I don't do, do we do we actually do we even have what we're going to be talking about next time? Uh, no, we don't have a topic yet, so it'll be a surprise. It'll be a surprise. Surprise. Yeah. Jacob Coon needs to sleep, and I need to eat some fucking dinosaur chicken nuggets. Have you not eaten yeah. those yet? No, I gotta eat more, because I'm hungry. I'm sorry for dragging True, that was like four hours ago. Being the one person to disagree. No, Devin, that's fine. Don't worry no, about it. It's good, you're wrong, and it's great, because <laughs> for I... once, you guys aren't ganging up on me, and that's what's important. <laughs> no, okay. I, I don't fucking... know. I, I really hope somewhere out there, with all the people that might, li- that all the people that are pro- that are hopefully maybe listening to this, I hope at least one person out there is like, you know what? I get that. I felt that way too. Well, you two can like... go be wrong together. Yeah, you, you two can just go fucking <laughs> dick off. Go talk to your Johnny. Send us your opinions about. Send us your opinions about the Tommy Galaxy to OtakuFightNight at gmail.com. OtakuFightNight signing out. I'm going to go eat some chicken nuggets and fucking play some Project Diva. Fuck you all. That's the value.